rolling. Oh. So, you were the first podcast we ever did. Yeah, I remember that. When we started this whole thing, you were also a another episode in the first season. It was you, Keenan, and I. Yeah. Kind of shooting the breeze. I think I've had you on one other time, haven't I? Was it three times or just two? Uh, yeah, because I believe there was one where... Was it during what pond maybe? Was Blake Wood up here possibly? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think we were all just shooting the breeze yeah. that time too. Yep. Having a good time. Yeah. Uh, but for those of you that are listening to these on the podcast, uh, you probably already recognize the voice. It's Zach the Polisher. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Zach Cambrone from uh, Evans Polishing, Nebraska. Um, Correction, Evans, United States. <laughs> Nebraska anymore. Uh, Zach, <laughs> Evans Polishing, United States. You are the most toured <laughs> branch of Evans, for sure. Ridiculous. <laughs> Texas, North Carolina, Florida. Is there any area you, uh, you go to? Washington quite a bit, Iowa quite yeah. a bit. The only, well, we don't really go west so a lot. It's kind of weird. We kind of stop in that, mostly east and south. Kansas. I don't know. It's kind of weird how we just go a lot east and yeah. south. You go to Texas quite a bit. I love it, yeah. Yeah, you love Texas down there. Yep. Yeah, we'll be heading there shortly, actually. Yeah, so this will air probably next week or the week after already. Get it edited up tomorrow already and get it uploaded to my YouTube channel and I'll probably release it maybe next week already, but um, yeah, Louisville's coming up quick. Yeah. And uh, you were here this week helping me get uh, a top secret trailer done. Yeah. It won't be so top secret for too long. Everybody knows exactly who it is already. Yeah. But, um, Hashtag not a Don Woods. <laughs> not Don Woods. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that no, was fun. I, I always enjoy having you around and... You and I kind of hit on it when we were not at Don Woods. That uh, it's fun working together. The yeah. three of us, Parker was here this week as well, and uh, the three of us working together, we we worked well together. Yeah, I get a lot done. We all kind of know what direction we're headed. We know the process that we like to do, and uh, we just hunker down and get it done. I think that's the best thing, honestly, when you get polishers together, especially ones that know what just to do. Yeah. You know and. No one's just sitting there trying to run around and micromanage everybody just to yeah. make sure everything's getting done. That's one thing I do at the shows is I try to keep everybody structured yeah. and moving, but I try not to micromanage it yeah. either. And I feel like we've had a really good run at Louisville over the years. I mean, the last, how many have you gone to now? Five with us? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's nice because most of the time the guys that come there, though, um, they all pretty much know what to do. You yeah, know, they're all pretty good. So, and even the new guys, like yeah. they seem to catch up pretty quick. Like we, everybody kind of pitches in and gets everybody in the same, same wavelength yeah. pretty quickly. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's been a we've had a really good run. I've been doing Louisville for probably the better part of twelve years. Um, that's got to be all of twelve years now, and you've been going for the last five or so, yeah. six maybe. I think the Louisville this year is going to be the wildest it's been for a while with trucks and it's getting interesting yeah, it's getting out of control is what last it is. year last year was like 120 trucks or something that was the most i'd ever seen like yeah. usually it's not over 100 and even then 100's a lot to judge like it's a lot to judge properly especially to the level that louisville's at yeah um and 
I will say it's been a changing dynamic. Like last year, there was a lot of just regular trucks pulling mm -hmm. in, thinking they were going to come home with trophies because they had big influence on nothing against our, our, yeah. our team of guys that are part of the social media crowd. But those guys had really cool trucks. But there's some guys with pretty decent social media sizes that don't, I don't want to say didn't have as good of trucks because they had cool trucks. It just wasn't Louisville caliber mm -hmm. and they didn't have the prep work done. They, they went in with greasy frames and rusted out frames and their inside wheels weren't polished and stuff like that. And I think a lot of guys got a real bitch slap to reality last year that <coughs> well, people don't understand. Louisville's a whole other creature. Actually it's on Snapchat. Someone had asked me, they're like, I can't believe it's really that crazy. Or why does it take so long to get ready for Louisville? And I said, laugh out loud, it's a process. And I didn't get into the process with, with him because I was like, man, I'll be here all day explaining this to you. But it, the only thing I did say is like, these trucks get stripped down to the frame. And I mean, they're clean. They're, everything is crazy when it's done. And, and a lot, like you said, these guys that, you know, and, and I'm not trying to down on anyone. That no, I mean, you a huge social media following or whatever, and that show up. And they don't understand that what really goes into it. You know, it's you can go to a small show and people are gonna. Of course, you'd probably win because you know, big deal. Yeah. And I think the reason why we're touching on this is any pretty much anymore. So many people have such large social media ball. Oh, you, yeah. you know, what I mean? yeah, social media's so, got. There's control. so much of it, and and you know, it, I'm sure it's discouraging to some of those guys. You know, and and uh, they show up and. You know, they go to their local shows or somewhere small and everyone. But Louisville, man, it's a Super Bowl, dude. And, and, 100%. And if you want to win, you better be prepared to win. you got to come swinging. Yeah. You know, prepared to not sleep. Mm -hmm. Prepared to be out wiping in the rain or the cold or the snow or whatever. And I, I hope guys listening to this, especially our, our guys that we're personally close to, don't think we're talking about that. No, we're, no, no, no. We're no. definitely not. Um, I'm, I'm talking about some of the other guys that came in they don't have show quality yeah. trucks that were prepared for weeks. These were guys that rolled in straight off the road mm -hmm. thinking they were just going to drop in the parking lot yeah. and everybody was going to be like, Oh my God, this guy's here. I can't believe yeah. he's here. He's got to have first place trophy. It's like, you don't understand. Some of these guys had their trucks ripped apart for two weeks, getting ready for the show. And they were dismounting tires and clocking them to their valve stems, making sure the, the rims match up with the valve stems, and then um, polishing both sides of the wheel. Even if you got full tub fenders, they were polishing in between, polishing the holes, um, cleaning the insides of your frame rails, even yeah. up by the motor where you're gonna get cut and chopped up, and uh, cleaning inside of your fan shroud and the inside of the hood, and pulling your door sills out and your rubber gaskets out and cleaning yeah. all the dirt and dust out of your gaskets and pulling your seatbelts off. I didn't want to say that one, but <laughs> it, it, that's a funny deal because a lot of people might not know that. And once you get to that level, obviously you're yeah. around people trying to get prepared. So people know that now, but yeah, some of the tiebreakers. Yeah. They'll pull them. your, yeah, they'll pull your seatbelts out and stuff like that. Check if there's any dirt. I've told that story so many times to guys, like not show guys. Yeah. Cause they just can't believe it. And I'm like, it's a real thing. Oh yeah. It's hundred percent yeah. real. Yeah, it gets, it gets really crazy when it gets to that level. And what, like I said, what people don't understand is even in the working truck class, there's rarely ever working trucks that, if you trophy, 
you look at the guys at Trophy in working truck class, all of them, their inside wheels are polished as nice as their yeah, outside wheels. For sure. Their frame rails, anywhere a judge can put a knee down and reach, had better be clean. And that includes your U-joints, your yep. ball joints. Everything better not have grease weeping out of it or something they can wipe their hand on to touch grease. It had better be spotless. And I always I always bring up Kenny Fisher. Yeah. I remember going one year going into Dallas. All of his stuff was squeaking, pulling in the building yeah. that year because he hadn't greased for like three months because he didn't want grease weeping out of it. He wanted that national championship so bad. And honestly, Ken and Barb, I give them kudos all the time because they were two of the best. Yeah. They were two of the best cleaners yeah. in the industry. Like those two hustled. We always we always gave Kenny a bunch of beans that uh, Barb was always the cleaner. And yeah, he talking <laughs> yeah. all the time. But honestly, those two together cleaned cleaned their truck yeah. better than most people on the circuit back then did. And they were always competitive. Their truck may have lacked in areas, but they were always super competitive because they got clean and knew how to knew how to show their truck. Yeah, and one thing I want to add on this is just thinking of this while you're telling that, and I I know a lot of guys are going to be like, "That's so stupid. These are working vehicles, blah blah blah, and all this stuff." And it's a hard that's a hard argument because I can agree with what you're saying, but at the same I agree time, with as well. but. Then it's not for you. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It's it's, yeah, it's, it's not for everybody. No, it's not for everybody. It's you know it's for guys that take this very seriously. You know, yeah. it's it's like any other sport or hobby or whatever. It is a very yeah very much a great sport hobby. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, I just you know I see it on Snapchat or not Snapchat. I mean TikTok a lot, um, and that's why I don't even really read the comments because of all the people just bashing on these guys. Yeah. And it, and it's like you know what that's all they do. This is it. They don't they don't go to the bars. They yeah. don't they don't hang out with friends. They don't go do anything. This Build is trucks. this is what they do, and this is yeah. what they love. You know, and and if you really you know if you have something to say about that, and you look at yourself and you're like, well, I like to mess with my motorcycle. Or I like yeah. to do this, or I like you it's know what poison, I mean. Really. It's the same thing. You know, yeah, it might sound crazy because you're talking. Hundreds of thousands of dollars, <laughs> but at the yeah. same time, I mean, if you know what, if you had the money and your passion was motorcycles, you know, like I love, I'd have $100,000 motorcycles, oh, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Or cars or whatever yeah. it may be. And, and, uh, so I can't really say much, Yeah, you know, cause you know, it, no matter what you do, I had this talk with a, with a horse person and, uh, that's crazy to me, but yeah. that's their deal, you know. Yeah. Spending hundred thousands of dollars, even millions, on a horse—that's yeah. crazy. But at the same time, that's that's their deal. That's what they do, you know. Teach their own, you know, hundred percent. You know, I agree with that, hundred percent. Yeah, it's just it's 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 for sure a different world, and when you introduce people to it, they just they're really mind blown. You know, I run yeah. into it a lot. Honestly, the show industry—you'd be surprised how many people have show quality trucks that don't ever show either. Oh, 100%, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of trucks yeah. that have never been to a show ever that we polish for that I'm like, dude, you guys should take this thing to a show. Yeah. You would, you would do well at a show. And they're like, nah, it's not my thing. Like, You know, I push a lot <clears throat> on some of my customers. Um, I'm not going to call them out, but I guarantee they'll listen to this thing who they are. And I've been pushing on them, but th that's usually the first reaction. And I, and I think what it is where where I get that reaction is because and, and I'm guilty of it, 
the stuff I show is mostly like the insane stuff at the top. You know so, what I mean? Like the the Don Woods and Tri-State and all those guys, but that's not what the whole entire show is. That you brings know what up I mean? a great topic. Um, let me just put it this way. I do the same thing. Yeah. I post up a lot of that's hot what, stuff. That's what people love to see. You know what that's I mean? That's what people, people want to see, see and they, that's what gets you the likes. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, gets, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. gets you the bigger yeah, following, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, for but sure. honestly, it's less than 10% of my total work. That's, that's what I try to tell them. Too. Well, even at the show at Louisville, I said, dude, that's a row. That's one row. One row. That's yeah. it. That's all it is. It's, it's one row. It's yeah. not even many trucks. And, and I like, said, you can count on two hands, really, all those crazy trucks. I yeah. mean, you know, there's not very many of them. And everybody's like, why don't, well, then why don't you post up more regular stuff? I'm like, because I post up a video of Don Wood's truck. Yep. 100%. 2,000 likes. I say this all or, time. or you gain 500 new followers. Yep. I post up Joe Blow, my local farmer, yep. who I love doing work yeah, for. 100%. Great people. Yeah, that, that I make nothing against Don. I make more money off that. Yeah, the other yeah. guy. You know yeah. what I mean? It, nothing it against it. Don at all. No, no, no. There no, isn't no. money in the show stuff. No. And that brings up no. another topic that we'll talk about here shortly. Um, but honestly, I make more money off my regular yeah. everyday stuff. I enjoy doing the fleet stuff I've, or the show stuff. I've met a lot of really great people. Like I would go to war for Don. Yeah, I would uh, go to yeah. war for the Berries. Yeah, all those um, guys. Try to stay all those guys, man. I, yeah. I love them all. And Bottomley Foss. Yeah, they're all great. Sands, great guys. You name drop any any of the people we work with or work for, and I would go to war for these people if if, if I could do anything to help them win. Yeah, I will push as hard as I can. I will cl I will I'll clean most, and uh, I'll just keep pushing really hard to try and. To try and get them those trophies that they wanna, they want some validation for their builds and accreditation, you know. But seriously, I would, I would do anything for those guys. But it does. I post them up, and it gets a ton of likes, it gets a lot of views, and a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. I post, post up a regular farm truck, and everybody's like, "Why are you posting up an arrow?" Like it, it drives, it drives me nuts because I, I've had this conversation so many times about what people and and because I sometimes I'll see the comments and mm -hmm. they'll be like, "Wow, you know, I really enjoy." When you post up regular stuff, well, nobody else does. Yeah. So, like, five people do, but yeah. nobody else does. And it drives me nuts because there's a lot of trucks, I think, out there that should get a lot more recognition that I've posted that are gorgeous, beautiful trucks, and they're working trucks, and I don't know. You know, I, I still do try to post up yeah, quite a I, bit. I do, too. Just because I don't care. And I don't want that to sound wrong either, but I honestly don't care. Like, I don't care if I put up a post and it gets 100 likes or if it gets 5,000. Like I do like the 5,000 ones just mm -hmm. because it helps build the following and helps helps keep the cash cow of this business going. Yeah. But at the same time, like I don't care. I look at it like social media is a resume, mm -hmm. right? And when people are looking for somebody to do their work, they look at your page and if all they see is show trucks, some guys are going to get discouraged and say, oh, you know, well, and my truck's not a show truck. Maybe I can't let me Yeah, let me interrupt you on that. I, you know how many times I've ran into, especially in Nebraska, people associate Evans with show trucks. And maybe it's a little bit of our fault, but it goes back to the conversation. But here's the deal is it goes back to what we just said is that's what everyone wants to see. And I've had so many people, not a lot, but I've had a lot of people say this. 
well, we never called you because we thought you just did show trucks. Oh, and then I always laugh, and I'm like, if I did show trucks, I'd be, I'd be so broke. I wouldn't even know what to do. I, I couldn't even do this anymore. And I'm not bagging on the show guys because they do pay us good. They do. But the problem is, is all the other expense, you know, the housing and the food, and, and they're not covering that, you know. And, and some guys do cover that. Oh, yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah, but still, the, it, uh, let's just transition that into the next topic. Yeah is literally this industry has been so upside down for a long time mm -hmm. because it's a luxury industry. Yeah, for right? sure. And everybody looks at that big dollar amount and they're like, dude, I paid a lot of money for two days. Yeah. But let's just use this week for an example. I'm not going to get into what we, what we charged yeah. to do that trailer, but I had an entire five-gallon pail full of sandpaper 500 sheets yep. and those those are like we were using all six inch high-end paper mm -hmm. so we could get it really really nice and the expensive sandpaper was a buck a sheet yeah and we used 500 sheets on one trailer yeah that's 500 dollars for two days worth of work not including the fuel not including everything the else yeah, the, grinders, the, the three wheels, of us yeah buffs compounds everything else so it's like yeah, that dollar amount for two days seems like a really good paycheck. But what most new polishers and even a lot of, dare I say, a lot of the experienced polishers don't calculate what their actual profit is and then take that profit and figure out um, your hourly wage yeah. on how much you made hourly. I'm telling you, if you guys are listening to this, you don't calculate that number. Yeah, because you could go work at you go work at Walmart or, or, or McDonald's. McDonald's and make more money. I know it, it's. I made that mistake one year. Yeah. Oh, I have. I did in the beginning. You don't because you don't in the beginning. You don't understand. You're like my time is free. No, it's not free. It's you, not. you know what I mean. It, it is it, so it, not. And you treat it that way. And if you treat it that way, and you keep treating it that way. Mm -hmm. That is a huge mistake in business that people don't understand. And, and I had to learn it the hard way too. Because I learned it very hard. Yeah, in my head, I'm like, my time's free. Like, otherwise, I'd be sitting at home. Well, that's not how this works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, no, I'd rather, I'd, I wouldn't be just sitting at home. I'd have a job, you know, to pay my bills or whatever else. And I'm getting paid for my time. The you know? elephant in the room is always people don't understand you are an employee in your business yep. if you're working. You need to be putting money back into the business plus paying yourself, not just paying yourself because otherwise you're just, you know, you're paying yourself and you're not paying the business and not paying the business means you're never going to retire. How many older polishers do you know that have ever retired? Yeah. I mean, yeah. None. Can you, you know what I mean? No, I, and, and, and if they're out there, I've never heard of them. You know what I mean? Or never met them. And if you've met a, from meeting people from you and everything else in yeah. social media, I've never met any. And if anybody's listening to this, if you know an old polisher, an old guy or middle-aged guy that has retired and only did polishing, drop a comment in this because honestly, hold on a second. I don't know. Any. That, that is, that is retired living comfortably. You know what I mean? Because oh yeah. Not in, yeah. Yeah. yeah just vegetable. <laughs> that or living in, and, and I'm not bagging anyone on, you know, someone that's, Living in a shack that has no money, no car, be, and his body's yeah, I mean, if that's out, what they're happy with, it, cool. It, it, no, no, yeah, exactly. What we're talking about is 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 
someone who's retired comfortably that has money and they can still do things, you know yeah. what I mean, and 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 whatever it may be. Like if you worked at a job, yeah, like at a yeah, and you you collected a pension or whatever yeah. when you left, because like this hit me really hard a few years ago. Um, I, I made an offer to buy out another polishing business. That polishing business, when I got their accounting and looked at the numbers, they were not doing well, and I made the financial decision to not buy them out because it it wasn't going to make sense. So it was going to be another actual location that I physically owned and had another crew. And honestly, when I went through all that, it really made me wonder because this guy was older and it was like, all right, this guy's retirement age. And if I had bought him out and the business wasn't making money, like it was going to take me probably five to 10 years to turn around and start making money again. I would have had to have hired all new employees because they were all set in the same way as what they were. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to turn a, an unprofitable business around using the same no. polishing methods and the same stuff that's going on. So like turning that around just wasn't going to be possible. Right. And honestly, that Southern area of the country, I love the Southeast mm -hmm. and that's, that's where this place was. But when I started strategically thinking about it, like I'm going to have to travel back and forth between these two locations, Wisconsin and down there. And if I'm traveling to the Southeast all the time, now I have to either rent an apartment or get a trailer on the property or buy a house down there or something to have something to live in when I go down there. Now, is that going to affect here? Yes, that would definitely affect here as well. Um, and now not only that, but... When I go to sell my business, because after seeing that and seeing that, like, the business isn't anything without him there. Mm -hmm. He is the business. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when I want to retire, I could build Evans to the biggest name I could possibly build it. But when I want to retire, who do I sell it to? What's it worth? Because without me here, what is the business? Yeah. That's a scary thought. It is a very scary thought. And, <clears throat> you know, and... Especially when you start thinking about all this stuff you sacrifice and all the time you lost and everything like that. You know, not all polishers do. What, no. You and I are very relatable on this. Yeah. You sacrificed a lot of the same thing yeah. that I did. Like, I sacrificed a ton of birthdays with my yeah. kids and Christmas and holidays and stuff. And you did the same. Yeah, and, and to be on the road and making money. I just had that conversation with someone the other day that actually listens to these podcasts, and, and you know, and he's like, "Man, you missed, you know, all those birthdays and stuff." You can show him. Well. Uh, he's one of the good ones. Gavin Disney. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I love him. Him and I talk a lot. I you love know? Gavin. Yeah, Disney. He's and, a hustler. he is. He's a great kid, and the and like I told him this, I said, "Man, this is going to sound so messed up." And Evan and I have talked about this, and this is going to sound so messed up when I say this because I have kids, family. But when I get locked on to something, it's nothing else in the world matters. No. Not saying I don't love my family. I don't, you know what I mean? No, I'm the same way. You know what I mean? And my wife and I have had this conversation. Yes. And, and luckily we're so blessed. Like Caitlin understands it's, it's hard. If you don't have that support behind you like that, yeah. you're never going to make it. It's hard. And I think that's what kills a lot of guys is they don't have the support behind them like that unless they're single. You know, but if they have a family, because there'd be times, you know, my kids would always come to me and be like, dad, I know you got to work. 
or you probably got to work, but we're going here, or we're doing this. And I'd be like, man, I'm going to be in Illinois, or I'm going to be in Florida, or I'm going to be in Texas, or I'm going to be somewhere, you know, for a week or whatever. And they, they would bug me, but I knew what I was trying to do. You were setting them up for the, their future. Yeah, and so I was just pushing on. And like I'd always tell Caitlin, too, because sometimes she'd get down, and I was like, you know, no one in my family ever sacrificed everything for the better good of everyone yeah. else. Yep. And that's, and I think that's what happens. And growing up, I had a friend whose family did very, very well. And everyone talked shit about him because of the fact, you know, he had all this cool stuff and it's like, you know what, if it wasn't for his grandpa and Somebody his dad sacrificing, sacrificing everything yeah. that way, the family could have, better the problem is is you always say that third generation curse and it makes sense because the first generation really sacrifices yeah. everything and the second generation does a little bit but they usually grow it a little bit bigger but third generation they have never had to do anything you know what i mean and all they got to do is maintain it but a lot of times they're so they don't understand the concept of money they don't understand the concept of sacrifice so they just it's always seemed like it just came and came and came but when i don't give I don't care if you have 10, 20 million dollars or a hundred million dollars, you can, that can disappear very, very fast. Oh yeah. be gone. The money's not always there forever. Yeah, know, and 100% so. it can go really quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just, it super scared me that, you know, who was I going to sell my business to? Like I was building this, this juggernaut yeah. and, you know, unless I pass it off to my kids and honestly, no offense to the abolishing world, but I don't want my daughters doing this. No, I tell people that all the time. And, and, and you've known this, like, and I've said it a million times. This isn't my end game, man. I got to do something, you know. Yeah. If if I can ride this as long as I can because there is a potential for big money. Oh, yeah. You know, you can make very big money. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying I'm getting totally out of polishing, but even if I got into, uh, you know, buying and selling trucks, you know what I mean? If I settled down, had a shop, I yeah. still do the polishing, buying and selling trucks, just that income coming in. Yeah. And that's I, a tangible thing. Yeah, you can sell. exactly. And I don't, and, and I don't want my kids to do this. The only way I could see my kids taking this over, if, if I could get big enough where I did a lot of parts polishing, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just like a big type factory. Production yeah. Style. Big production type yeah. deal. And my boys just had to watch it. Yeah, you know what I mean? It. And they didn't have to do this crap. They don't have to breathe this crap. They don't have to be around this crap. Yeah. It's just, and, and you know, and Caitlin has talked to me, you know, my boys want to come work for me so bad. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm they, sure they, they do. They so bad. They want to come work in it. And I want them to, cause they need to learn that responsibility. The problem is, is yeah. It, Everyone sees me on social media. I'm dumb. I don't wear a mask. I don't, I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> you wore a mask the whole time. I, I do. I'm getting old. I'm not going to lie. I was yeah, actually really impressed. Getting old. My, you know, my body. I didn't have a cigarette hole in it. Yeah, my body's <laughs> turning into a puss. Can't handle it anymore. <laughs> but no, you know, you can sit and joke and, and, yeah. and do all that dumb stuff, but I'm still not dumb enough to let my kids run their life. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was stupid enough to do it for a long time. You know, and I don't know, I, I have a problem with myself anyways, you know, pushing yourself to the limits and being tough here, but it, it's dumb. The stuff that I've done, it's like, it, no one cares. Yeah. That's just more of a mental fight that I have. I don't, <laughs> right. I don't know. It has nothing to do with anyone else. It's just mentally that I have to prove to myself everything all the time. And I don't know why. Um, 
there, I, I think it made my competitive side too, just, yeah, it just, everything has to be, I noticed that my boys though, it's hilarious. Yeah. Everything's so competitive. No, I, I love it for them and it, it's a good drive to have, you know yeah. what I mean? It's a pain in the ass at the house because everything's, everything's a competition. And I always tell them, not everything's a competition. And I'm like, I'm the biggest hypocrite for in the you world. it is. Yeah, and I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world. Like, we're sitting here eating. I've told people this, like, you might not know this, but I'm not going to allow you to eat any faster than me. Listen, you lost the support. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. See, that stuff really bugs me. I don't like that. America lost yeah, that I, one. I don't, I don't, I don't, I do not like losing. <laughs> you were day. mad. And a lot of times, I it's so bad, I have, this is such a weird take, and I don't know why we're getting off on this conversation but i'm so competitive at everything but i don't let anyone know so yeah. like the only one inside that knows is me but you're like you have no idea that i'm competing with you over something dumb you know what i mean like walking to the door you know or or doing something so stupid and i don't i, I don't know why that's in my head it's just always it's kind of always been that way. And, and honestly, you and I have got along great because yeah. of that. I mean, we've had our moments. Yeah, I mean, and, and I'm terrible. to. It, we've had this conversation. A lot of people don't know this. I'm not winning. You're upset. Yeah, I'm very upset. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, it's very personal. Take it very personal. And and I'll say mean things to everybody because I just... <laughs> I can't if it's hand, your fault. Exactly. I can't handle losing. So I just... Everybody... I just want to attack, you know, everyone. And the people that get the worst of it are people close to me. You know, I'm not dumb. I'm not going to go... At, attack a customer because of something you know right. or yell at them and be right. furious you know but at the same time I, I take it very very personally I'm losing and and um yeah I don't like it it's just I always joke you know no matter what I'm always gonna win and and um it's it's a good mentality but it, it's also a stressful mentality it is very it's so stressful. stupid yeah. when you're trying to yeah. when you're trying to succeed and win all the time yeah. it's very stressful yeah like a lot of people can't handle that stress and honestly a lot of people give up short they do and i was just having this conversation with um i think it was nick way the last podcast we had um him and i were talking in the shop while we were training and i said you know i have officially trained over 400 people through my training class and i said i try to keep up with everybody <clears throat> and watch how many people maintain a business after and I bet the percentage is very low. Not it, not talking about that, but it's, it is it's, very it's, low. It's, and yeah. I've had other polishers that are like, oh, that's because your training system sucks. Like, okay, cool. Like, I get it. You talk whatever you want. But yeah. at the end of the day, like, it's really hard to maintain this business oh, in this industry. Goodness. Yeah. Like, it's a constant struggle. Like, maintaining your pricing. Yeah. And, Honestly, pricing is the number one thing I see kill a lot of polishing businesses. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so we we had this conversation, and it's terrible. And I don't think people realize it. And you and I have a very we, similar mentality. Yes, with this issue. Yes, and and the problem is, is you and I have had a battle and had so many people hate towards what we do uh, you're ruining the business you're building you're this, you and know. all this other crap you know how many times i've been yelled at not really yelled at but i can't believe you do that that's you're, 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 yeah cheap work yeah like you're you know you're you're tearing down the business and whatever else and you're wrecking the industry you're wrecking the industry and it's like you i'm just looking at it doing wheels for 30 bucks you're just that's it that's it. it you can't do a peterbilt i remember when i first got started there's a polisher he would help me 
he'd been polishing for years and years and years. It's funny that I had work and he didn't know, but whatever. But that's, that's <laughs> neither here or there. Well, he had to come help me. I've been doing it for six months. Let's get into that. And, and, and he'd been topic. doing it for years and years and years. And, and I'll never forget, this is before I started charging by the piece. So I was charging. You were charging by the truck when I By the it. truck, yes. And it was and that I, was a terrible setup. But at You the, and I had a long conversation yeah. about that. Like It was a, it was a tough transformation, but I, I worked through it. You know, charging by the truck is one of the biggest killers. Oh, it's of horrible, and because uh, every truck is so different. Yep. And, and but going back to it, it, the kid, the kid asked me. He goes, uh, he's older than me, but he goes, "What'd you charge for?" It's like five hundred dollars. That's what I charged for Peter Bell's five hundred bucks. And he goes, "I'll never forget this, and it's never went out of my head. You will never ever." Make it in this business charging five hundred dollars for a Peterbilt. Does it feel good sitting there? Yeah, right exactly. Now? And I wanted to be like, <laughs> there's times I've charged two hundred dollars for a yeah. Peterbilt. You know, not a whole Peterbilt, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like you know, and honestly, a lot of all the trucks I do, all my customers can vouch for this. I'm not much more than five hundred dollars for a whole truck. So in my shop. I average between five and eight hundred a truck. Yeah, yeah, give or take. And I and I hardly ever touch the eight hundred part. You yeah, know what I mean? Me either. I'm almost always around that five yeah. to seven. Yep. Five to six, and the eight is usually like if I have to sand some drive wheels yep. or the truck we did today, six wheels. The four of them I had to pull off, throw on the machine, a tank and two diamond plate boxes, and we were six thirty. Yep. And that's with dismounting everything and putting everything back together. Yeah. And we were done in what four hours? Yeah. Not even. Not four even. Hours. It was like the three, longest three part minutes. was dismounting and mounting and, 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 yeah, and air up and all yeah. that stuff. That was the longest time. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, we, him and I have had this conversation and I've had this conversation with a lot of other younger polishers and just getting into it because every polisher talks about their price no matter what, even though some may exaggerate or whatever it may oh, be. Yeah. I've had some guys tell me that they charge way more. Yeah, and, and they I don't. Mean, I yeah, meet one yeah. of their customers yeah. and they're like, dude, they've never charged me that. Yeah, yeah, no. And so, and which is so stupid that they exaggerate up and set it down. Because like, they're trying to get other polishers to charge more so yeah. they can secure their business. Yeah. Like, it, I've seen that a hundred times. It, it blows me away as the fact that um, when, when, I, when we talk about prices... And the thing that kills me the most is so we're talking about prices. Well, then, you know, we get past that point and then it's a whole weird deal where they're like, oh, man, you're like half as cheap as me and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure in their head, they're just like, it doesn't make any sense. And then what really blows their mind is when we start talking about customers that are almost in the six figures that that you're getting six figures from pretty yeah. close repetitively every single every year. year year and they're just year. they're like how is that possible and i'm like i you know i guess if i did at those cheaper prices. yeah yeah it, it just, <laughs> it's just so crazy on how someone is willing to give you more money if it, it all goes back to what they feel they're getting they're getting in return it's called you, you, roi return on investment exactly so they're like Man, I'm spending fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for one truck, and I got sixty trucks. Like, I can't. Doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So I'm gonna have you at fifteen hundred. Uh, let's just take a used truck dealership. Yeah. If you're charging me fifteen hundred dollars a truck, I look at it and I'm like, you know, out of those sixty trucks, fifty of them look decent enough that I don't exactly. need to polish them to sell them. I'm gonna sell those fifty without polishing them. So I'm gonna let you do ten, mm -hmm. and you're gonna get. 10 times 1,500. Yep. 
Okay. Now, if you're at seven to eight hundred, you know what? Five hundred or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to give you all sixty. Yeah. How about you do all sixty? Because I'm going to be able to charge more yeah. on those other trucks, even though they're not bad. Yeah. I'm going to be able to charge an extra ten grand or five grand, whatever, yeah. and I'm going to make that eight hundred dollars max back. Mm-hmm. And it's going to gain me extra money on that truck. Yep. Now all of a sudden you've got sixty trucks to do yep. instead of ten. And those 10, yeah, those 10 would have made you a decent amount of money. Yeah, well, right, let's just do the math right now, actually. So I just want to do, I'm going to do it. I'm terrible. 10 times 1,500 is 15,000. Yeah. yeah, so 15,000. And then if you did, what, uh, what would we say? Let's just say average 650 times 600, or 60 60. trucks. That's 39,000. 39,000. You just doubled your money and for honestly, being half less or more than... Or about half the price. And honestly, that used truck dealership that you're charging $1,500 to do a show quality polish, yeah. they weren't looking for a show quality no, polish. No, no, they were no, looking no, for no, a shine no. to get it out there so that it sells. So now, if you scale that back and not doing a show quality polish and you just do a decent polish on 60 of them, you're going to get those 60 done in the same amount of time you were going to get those 10 done. If not quicker. If not quicker. Yeah. And now, you're not making 15000 you're making what? 33? 30, 39 or whatever. 39,000. Yeah, 39,000. So just on doing that, and that's the, it, it, the and, biggest and, struggle. And here's what's going to argument that's going to come out of this little spiel or say, and they're like, well, that just sounds really good on paper. It, it, it's it's real. I do, I've been doing it for yeah. years. That's a real thing. And I've, I've been, been trying. I've been, and he's been doing it even longer. I've been it's, replicating it, yeah, it for yeah, the last yeah. 20 and, years. And uh, I knew about that system back when before I got into polishing. And actually, I was the opposite. I did more work and still charged less. <laughs> it was I made no sense when I did it. Like, we were doing the best of the best, and we were still the cheapest. And then, you know, you know, he told me, he's like, well, you're going to do that, get to work. But your argument there was, well, you're going to do that, get to work. You need to charge. You know, and then I took that very personal. Because even then, I understood the numbers game. I understood that from when I did iron. You know what I mean? And, like, the more quantity you had, you know, the more money you made instead of, you know, cutting everything down and flip yeah. sections and whatever else. It just made no sense. So it, I understood the numbers part, but I, at the time I was so worried about, I wasn't really trying to cut people's throats, but I knew if I was cheaper, like everybody does in business, if you're yeah. a little cheaper, maybe I'll get some work. And you know, the crazy thing is now my prices have literally hardly even gone up. Maybe yeah. fifty dollars to a hundred dollars more a truck. Not even. Yeah. And I'm so busy, I can't even. I, I don't know up from down. Yeah. Yeah. You would think now I could just jack my prices up as high as I want because I got these guys secure, but I I don't see it. I don't see the reason being. I it, felt bad last year. Cost of cloth double, yep. cost of rouge double, sandpaper, everything. Sandpaper, cost of hand polish, everything doubled last year. Everything. I felt bad having to raise my prices of five, ten bucks. Because it was like, you know, I'm making a decent hourly wage. But I got to really thinking about it. And last year, not last year, COVID year, so 2020 was the year I really had a lot of time to sit down and look over my business because it wasn't as busy. A lot of people Yeah, we didn't have much anyway. Well, we were Everybody all we were, steady. We, yeah, we were, we were. We were all trying to be careful. Well, and two, at the same time, you know, when it got serious, we didn't know what was going. No, on. we really had no clue. So much disinformation. You know, and Parker was having a kid and and all this stuff, so we're terrified. Uh, I was more worried about 
Parker's kid, and then I was also more worried about Caitlin getting it and taking it to the old folks' home, yeah. and like, because we didn't know, you know what I mean? That I wasn't worried about us, like, yeah. you know, we were gonna be fine, but at not the same, looking back on her, it, it was silly. it was so silly, but we didn't know, you know what I mean? And and um, but yeah, no, go ahead. It, there's there's a, a lot of time spent sitting idle. So sitting there thinking about it, it was like if I look at a wheel that I was charging thirty dollars for. And I had a customer that wanted a show quality and I calculated out the time difference. Like my $30 wheels, I can knock those out in three to six minutes, mm -hmm. right? The difference between that and a show wheel is literally 45 minutes, right? Let me do something real quick here. I just want to figure this out. So I'm just asking you on your side. Yeah. If yeah, you were going to yeah, do a yeah. show quality no, you're right, wheel you're right, you're to like right. really good quality, that wheel's gonna take 45 minutes to accomplish, right? Yeah. So even let's say at max, six minutes a piece. So 45 minutes divided by six would be that's right. seven and a half. Yeah, that's what I was trying 7. to do. 7.5? Yeah. So I can do seven and a half wheels to one show quality wheel. So if you take that times 30, that's 225, $230. Who in there? $225. Who in their right mind is going to pay $225 for a show wheel? Yeah. Single side. Yeah. Now, most of these guys that were polishing their show wheels were doing both sides, yeah. front and back. So, like, everyday road truck, I can make $225. $225 compared to a show truck, maybe $100 a side. That's $200 but I was actually going to break that down in hourly. So, what's six divided by 60? 10. 10. Oh, yeah. Top. Jesus. I'm 60 my mind. 6 is 10. Yeah. So, okay. So you take 10 times 30. Is that how you do that? Four. An hourly wage. What do you mean? So I'm trying to figure out what it is hourly, what I'm making hourly. If I'm doing a wheel in six minutes, oh, so yeah, first you see what I'm getting out. First, you got to factor in what your profit is. Yeah, I'm just figuring out, you know, uh, just gross. I'm not oh, just, figuring, yeah, I'm, just I'm just talking about hourly rate gross. So if somebody had a hundred nice rims laying in a row, yeah. and you could just go one after the other, after the other, after the other for an hour, six minutes a piece. Yeah. So you're doing ten of them an hour at thirty dollars. That's so three hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, three hundred dollars an hour. Okay, so now, okay, let's take that three hundred guys all the time that are like, why don't you charge an hourly rate then? Okay, so you want me to charge you three hundred dollars an hour? That's what you I mean. Would, you would shit your pants. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. and that's where I try getting at too is, yeah. is, you know, these guys that are like, well, I'm, I'm a hundred dollars a wheel and it takes me an hour. Oh, okay. Well, now are you understanding? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to make a hundred dollars an hour? Or do you want to make $300 an hour? Yeah. You and know it's what not I mean? That I'm and maybe I shouldn't say that because the chargers were like, Jesus, I'm paying these guys $300 an hour. My argument to you is then start polishing yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm gouging anybody. No, here. no, that's like, we're at thirty dollars a wheel instead of fifty dollars a wheel. We can do it quicker, and you're getting the quality difference that normal people will never ever notice. Notice, yeah, ever once. Yeah, no. And I, I've had this conversation with other polishers. They're like, "Dude, I'm making fifty, sixty bucks an hour, and that's good money." I'm like, "No, that's good money for an employee. Yeah, that is not good money for a business. No. Like that is." terrible money for a business. You will never set anything aside. This brings us back to the retirement yeah. conversation. If you were an employee making 50 to $60 an hour, 
dude, that's a really awesome livable wage. Yep, for sure. But if you aren't making $300 an hour, like my shop in the summer, my shop has to make two grand a day yep. to remain profitable. Yep. That's, and I'm not taking a huge salary for myself out of that. That's not me taking a huge salary. That's paying my employees. Metal polishing in the state of Wisconsin is my workman's comp is like 45%. So if I pay an employee, uh, let's just say $20 an hour, I'm technically paying him $29 an hour to fill that position. And then on top of that, unemployment, workman's comp, all that stuff, payroll tax, you start compounding all that stuff, that $300 an hour does not sound like much when you have four employees. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's just me doing wheels trying to keep up yeah. so I can pay my guys to work. Because, yeah. like, my guys can't put that out in that, that amount of time. Yeah. Minimum wage keeps going up. Everything else keeps going up. In another, in another little argument, side argument, because even if people don't understand what you just said, they're, you know, they when they break it down, they're like, man, that's crazy. You know how many hours it took to be able to do a wheel in six minutes? Oh, for me, it was quicker than you, but I also had a boost from you. You know what I mean? You'd already knew how to do it. And then, and then once you learn how to do it, it, it's not hard, but if you have no idea, and let's just say a polisher didn't have Instagram, didn't have YouTube, didn't have anything. He just wanted Uh to start. Yeah. Had an idea, you know, how to do it. I, it would take them years to figure out how to do a wheel in six minutes. I was a terrible polish for the for the first ten years of my career. Yeah, and arguably, there's a lot of people out there that'll still tell you I'm yeah. a terrible polisher, and that's okay. I'm all right with that. But at the same time, I'm gonna clarify this too. We've never once said that we're the best polishers ever. No. Ever once. You will never hear me say that. And, and it drives me nuts. And there's a lot of really good customers out there. I love you guys. And they're always like, you're the best. You guys are the uh, best. Yeah. And they comment, that's great. And I, I love it. I appreciate you guys saying but that. But I, and I it drives me nuts because I'm like, you know what? Because people see that and then they think that we think that way. And I've never said that. There yeah, are so yeah. many great polishers out there that are better than me. And that's wonderful. They take the quality extremely serious yeah. more than the money. I like the quality, but I also like the money. I'm trying to make a living. Yeah, you know what I mean? This is, a, this is a living. I still, I love what I do and, yeah. I, and I love that about I it. I enjoy but every bit of it. I, I also got to remember there's a bigger picture than just me. I have kids. I have, yeah. you know, if you want to build a legacy, that's great. But me being broke and being a major <laughs> yeah. great polisher, and that's another thing, you How know. Many years I drove around in a piece of crap car. Yeah, and yeah. Trying to build a business and just sacrificed everything money-wise. Yeah. No, no toys, no vacations. I'm trying to think. My wife and I went through it one time. We were... I haven't been on a vacation, seriously, like a real vacation. Without being involved with polishing? Yeah, ever. <laughs> I don't think ever, really. Besides back when I was like a... No, this is no BS. I have not been on a real vacation since I was... A senior in high school in 2006 when I went to Jamaica. My wife and I started. And then I've never went on a vacation. We started making vacations uh, an important part of our life. Like, honestly, I didn't realize how burnt out I was until I, like, stepped back for a minute and was like. Well, let me interrupt you, but it goes back to, in the beginning, that whole drive thing. A vacation seems completely and utterly stupid. You want on a vacation in the heck? But you know what I, I mean, need it, but, but I need it's, it. it's tough, but you know, you need it. And the more, and the older that I've gotten and the more I've done this, I realize there's other important things too. 
but I but I also have to stay pushing forward. I I, I have, wouldn't change my path the way I took it. No, no, not at all. Because I would have never got to where I'm. No, now. not even close. No, not even. Not I watch so many polishers that are. They've gone to every birthday party. And yeah. I'm not trashing on them. They don't work for week, they, Yeah, they don't work weekends. They don't work weekends. Yeah, they don't do any of that stuff. They don't yeah. leave their five-mile radius. Yeah, and, they yeah. They, just, <laughs> they don't work on Thanksgiving. They don't work on any of those things. Parker and I have had Thanksgiving. And, at other people's shops. In Iowa by ourselves. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's what we were at on Thanksgiving, you uh -huh. know? Um, because that's when it needed to be done. Yeah. And... And I've been so blessed with Parker too, because he's just right there, you know, with me all the time. And, and, uh, that's another thing guys are like, you need more help. Well, I'm not even going to go down the road that there's no one to work. Even if there was people willing to work, no one's willing to do that kind of work. Yeah. It's hard. that's the problem. And the guys that are want make, they want to make 30 bucks. An yeah, hour. exactly. Or they can just go do it themselves. You know what I mean? And yeah. more power to you, man, you know, but yeah. I bet you're, you're, you're not, yeah, it's, uh, you got to be mentally insane almost to do this crap. It, it goes with any business though. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, um, I watch a lot of those billionaire guys and they're really like that, you know, and, um, that Dan Pena or whatever his name yeah. is, he has little seminars and he goes, your first appointment where he'll, he'll ask you like, when's your birthday? When's your anniversary? They'll say the date. That's your first appointment. That's when you need to be here with me. You know, just to show a sacrifice yeah. like you had, that's, that's, and you know how many people are like, I'm not working on my birthday. Nah. I'm not working on my anniversary. I'm not I'm not working on Mother's Day. Yeah. Like, dude, I can't tell you how many last year my wife went with her family while I was at Louisville on their family vacation. Mm -hmm. I was in Louisville the whole time. They stopped through Louisville and said hi to me on their way through. Yeah, because they were going to uh Dolly, Dolly Land, Dolly or whatever, yeah, whatever they, yeah, whatever the heck. And uh, yeah, they went on their family vacation yeah. while I was doing that. And I, I was supposed to go with them, but yeah. to me, Louis, this business to me is my two kids to raise. Yeah, my wife has our other two children, and she's been killing it raising them too. And I've got two beautiful little girls that are amazing kids. My wife has done a great job raising them, and they're. They're just phenomenal kids. And Caitlin, too. She <laughs> you know, you know it sucks for her because, like, uh, to get a little example on that. So, like, she <laughs> she wanted to get her own motorcycle, and I wouldn't allow it. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, you can't die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so messed you, up. You can't die. These boys. <laughs> they need you. They have they to have you. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, know how many times you, I've can't, told my you wife can't die. Like, you... She's you like, have you to make have you can't go driving crazy and doing stupid yeah, stuff. Yeah. She's like, your your girls need you around. I'm like, listen, let's be realistic yeah, for yeah. a minute. Like, if I die, you guys are gonna be fine. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, it's a really messed up way of looking it, at it life. It really is. Because I shouldn't look at it. No, way. I don't. I, yeah. I don't really, but it is messed up. You're right on with yeah. it. Yeah. Like I look at it the same way. My wife's raising raising my two girls. Caitlin's raising your two boys. Yeah. And your business is like another two kids, yeah. you know? And, and if you don't treat it like that, mm -hmm. don't plan on having a lot of success. And I'm not saying you can't have you can some be successful. successful. Everybody can be successful. Yeah, you can be successful. And, and, and I have another buddy who's in the moving business and in the trucking business, actually. He just got into the trucking business. And him and I have had this talk a lot. And he's always like, you know what's funny? 
is it's easy for me to say to you, dude, you need to slow down. You need to make sure you're in oh, your yeah. family. Oh, yeah. When I'm not doing it, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I know that's how you're, you know, you need to. Yep. And because he'll always be like, you need to slow down. You know, you need to make sure your time. But I know he's doing the. I'll talk to him at three o'clock in the morning and be like, hey, bud, what's what are you going doing? on? Yeah, I'm, going fucking, I'm down by Arizona, you know what I mean? I got to get this done. And then I got my, my moving crews doing this and, and this and this. And, 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 and it's like, it's funny how we each tell each other that. But at the same time, you know, for a fact, if it comes down to it, we're going to do whatever it takes. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I'll, one other thing I think doesn't get said enough is there's a difference between being busy being successful mm -hmm. and being profitable. Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. know a lot of polishers that are busy, stupid. My busy. first couple of years, I was so busy, but I was not profitable. And I know yeah. a bunch of them that are successful. Mm -hmm. They've they've won a lot of accolades. Yeah. They've done a lot of really cool trucks. And I know very few of them that are profitable. Profitable, like long term yeah. profitable. Like you may be profitable day to day. Yes. I know but you're exactly. buying enough product and paying enough bills to just get by. Yep. Like you are not profitable. And that's the part that scares me a lot. You, you know what's crazy is is you think you're profitable. And it's so weird when it happened for me. Because you see all that big money coming in all the time. Yeah. And with, yeah. But but at the same time, it's like I never that had. Money's any, going right back up. I never really had anything. And then all of a sudden, bam. It's like it all kind of really changed. I want a vehicle that isn't broke down. Yeah, really and now I have, a, you know, a newer high country, and I have all this stuff. And, yep. and the weird thing is I have money. You know what I mean? I've never had money, like, yeah. just sitting. Yep. I didn't either. Like, for me to come up here and do this work for you, let's say I do this, I, I for my wages, I trade you out for product. Sure. Before I'd be so stressed. Sounds like a really good deal. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, is, is I, I'd be so stressed because I do that type of stuff, you know. Yeah, and I'd be we do so, that a lot. I'd be so stressed because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, uh, oh my like, God, yeah, yeah, we got to make sure we get home, and then, yeah. and right when I get home, I got to go work, 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 try to make up for that. Yeah. And it's so nice and relaxing knowing that. Honestly, yes, I have to go back and work, but it's the time of the year. It's just yeah, happening. We're going into the business. But it's so nice knowing that I can go back home and I can honestly sit tell Louisville probably. And, it, be okay. and I'm going to be fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still going to make my truck payment. I'm still, you know what I mean? It's all going to be fine. I'm going to have food to eat. My utilities aren't going to get shut off. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy once you get on that, when you climb up that mountain or ladder or whatever you want to say, you kind of get to a weird place you get to, especially your success that that's so crazy you said it that way because i've never thought of that way when i had success man i thought i was doing so good yep. but i really wasn't doing very good did, you did it look like i was doing good yeah it looked like i was doing amazing yeah. and i had all this cool or like i must have had millions of dollars or whatever else <laughs> which there was a lot of money coming in yeah but man was it just leaving and, and every yeah things. it was just going everywhere it was just like it was disappearing so so fast and it's weird how i'm slowing down a little and you're and, I'm, and i have way more money yeah. just because i've restructured a lot of yeah. things i don't know you ten thousand dollars you yeah. know what i mean like <laughs> right. I used to. You know, and then yeah. wondering how I'm going to pay that yeah. when when I'm making s well into the six figures a year yeah. business-wise. Yeah. How the heck can I pay a $10,000 yeah. bill? That makes no sense. Yeah, that's what I said. It's like it, I watch, I've been watching this industry for, like I said, in the last podcast, 
um, my first customer still comes to me. The first guy I ever did work for still comes here. And uh, him and I got to talking last week. We were just a couple of weeks ago. We were just shooting the breeze, him and I. And uh, I was like, yeah. He's like, how long have you been doing this now? I'm like, 24 years, I think. I think I started in 2000. He's like, no. He's like, you did my truck in 98. I said, well, you were my first customer. So like, yeah. if I still, if, if it, are you sure it was 98? He goes, it was the year I bought my truck. I know it was 98. He goes, cause this is a, it was a 98 model and he had just bought this new truck in 98 and he had me polish it that summer. So it would stay looking nice. And he was my first customer. So I've been watching this industry since 98, which puts it at, we're in 2023. So 25 years mm -hmm. and at 25 years, I, I know a lot of polishers that are successful. I know a lot of them that are busy mm -hmm. and I know very few of them that are profitable. And I watch it all the time because I, I see so many of these polishers that quit because they're like, I'm working seven days a week, 14 hours a day and I don't have any money and I can't pay my bills. And I can tell you like when we first started selling product, we used to give people lines of credit. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, there was times where guys were calling asking if they could borrow another thousand dollars worth of product because they couldn't pay their bill and they needed products that they could make money to pay their bill. And I eventually and, just, and you know what? I was one of those guys where a lot of people on social media might not have known that. You've seen We called it off. All the cool stuff we were doing and how great everything was and traveling the world and <laughs> whatever else and then the money management for me was terrible. You know what I mean? That was a big issue for me is money management where I still I always made it happen. But I tell you what, if it wasn't for you a lot of times being like, hey, I need $2,500 worth of product yeah. and I need it tomorrow. And honestly, when are you going to pay me? I don't know. Just send it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and honestly, I, I wanted to help a lot of small polishers out and help them get on their feet. And you know what? When a lot of them started like stabbing me in the back, or like avoiding buying product from me because they owed me money. Mm -hmm. They buy from other companies and the other companies were charging them more than I was. And I was like, I started taking that stuff personally. Yeah. I was like, dude, I went out of my way to loan you some essentially money. Yeah. I was a bank at that point. I'm loaning you money that I paid for the product. It's not like I have a loan on the product. I had to personally buy the product to sell you. And now you can't pay me back. And now you're buying product from somebody else at a higher rate. So now you're losing even more money. <laughs> it was like, dude, it was a struggle. I have six polishers still in collections. Like I have a couple polishers that owe me eight or 10 grand that I'm probably never going to see only because we let it get out of control. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't stop it early enough and we didn't shut it down early enough. And you know what? A couple of them are driving truck. They're not even polishing anymore. I'm never going to get paid. Just never going to get paid. I pray that someday they hit the lottery and they call me up and they're like, hey, remember that money I owe you? I'm going to actually pay you off. Yeah. And honestly, it's the likelihood of it ever happening is low. Yeah. And some of those guys I considered really close personal friends. I had bailed them out for years. I got one polisher that I had loaned him $10,000 in product over the course of eight months. And saw what you did. Yeah. And it goes back to being busy. If you're using $10,000 worth of products, you're busy. You're busy, bud. You're busy. Yeah, yeah you're very and busy. I can tell you, for me personally, in my polishing setup, the way that we work, if I gave you $10,000 in product today, how much How much could you return that? 
I don't know. I've never done math. I'm dumber than hell. You've told me before <laughs> how much I can make because I've got my butt chewed about it before. <laughs> but uh, uh, I tell me because I don't. I'll, so I make forty x on my money. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd have to be somewhere so like that. If I spend ten thousand dollars on product, I can make four hundred thousand dollars off of it. Yeah. Like that's the number, and it for me that number is within two percent every year, every year. Like not just that's like, probably about right actually. It's not yeah, like that's yeah. how it's been for like the last no. two years or four years. That's how it's been for me for the last fifteen. Like forty x is the number. So like if I sell you ten thousand dollars worth of product, I know that you could make. You should be able to make. You could make four hundred. You 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 should be able to also make no matter what a hundred thousand dollars. You should that minimum make yeah. ten yeah ten x off. Of yeah, your money. exactly. Because if you're not making 10x, something's wrong. You're, you're, you just need to quit. Yeah. Well, and most guys do quit because they're... Could you imagine buying $10,000 worth of supplies, working your tail off for the entire year and only making $100,000? Oh, my God. That's what I mean. It's like you would go mental. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of guys that do. I've been there, actually, once. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it's like. And some of the guys just give up and they, they just go back to driving truck or go back to being a mechanic or whatever. Or my favorite is you spent $180,000 and you have no idea where it is. You know, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Who is no, that? it's not cool. Me. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool at the time because I think I'd never realized that it was that much money. You so know again, what I mean? Give everybody the backstory on that one. Like that's an actual really good story because that well, that's was like, really, you know, that was close to what, $400,000 or whatever it that was. That was somebody or, turned the lights on for you. Yeah. Just you and I, and I think it was Keenan Parker yeah. sitting in my living room, right? Yeah. And you, you're like. Keenan was working for you at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you literally spent $108,000. And I had nothing. Literally nothing. Yeah. Like, it's not like made, I was homeless, but I mean, you know. You guys made $400,000. Yeah. yeah, as, yeah, a, yeah as a group. group. Yeah. And you were splitting it very healthily with the boys, I felt. Yeah, I paid him, I paid him extremely well. Yeah. I, th I thought you paid the boys really well. Yeah, they made a lot of money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was, there was $220,000 missing there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And your, your, your portion of it was 180. Yeah. And I was like, do you have $180,000 in your bank account? No. Because that was when you, I think you would owe me 10 grand. Yeah, at I don't that have no money. And I was like, uh, so you have $180,000 somewhere. I really think you thought I was full of shit. I was like, nah, I really don't. You don't have 10 I maybe have a thousand bucks, but <laughs> I remember at the time though, I, and, I, and I still, even after that, you know, it really, it, it, it took a while to sink in. It did because in the beginning, I never thought about the other side. I just couldn't believe in how cool it was that I had made that much money and I'd spent $180,000. I thought that was so cool. And now I look back and I'm like, stupid is that shit <laughs> you know what i mean like i could have bought a whole nother i could have bought property by now yeah. and, and all this shit you know you ever that, think about like where did that money still go it, the crazy thing is is i've tried figuring it out because i don't do drugs i don't drink i don't do any of yeah, that you shit. don't drink at all that's the problem i've never seen you grab a single beer i haven't had, i haven't had i haven't had a sip of alcohol 
uh, since my uh, week after my twenty first birthday. But uh, and it's not that you're in a, you were an alcoholic. Or no, 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 just, no, no. You just didn't want to. No, no, no. Actually, there there is some of the story, but that's it was all a steroid deal. Not you know what I mean. And it was it was a whole. Anyways, but no, I didn't have a problem. But uh, the the craziest part is, is like I, you know, I'd have a better excuse if I did drugs and drink. <laughs> You'd know where it went. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. Like, you know, gambling. I, yeah, I did gamble, but I didn't gamble that much away. You yeah, know, that's a, lot um, that's a lot of money to gamble away, and we weren't at casinos that much, and I never had access to that much money. Right. The weirdest part is I would I at that I never probably had ten thousand in my hand. Yeah. You know how I had all that money, but I never had ten thousand at a time. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And well, I might have. Yeah. But it was right when I just you know cashed out a check. Yeah. So one hundred eighty thousand by fifty two weeks is only like three thousand dollars a week. Yeah. So like. And I burned I burned through that three G's a week, no problem. But I was also doing a lot of dumb shit. Where I think when you calculate it down, you really think about it. Three thousand a week. Like you were paying for your fuel, driving yeah. all over the place. You were buying your guys' lunch every day. I was doing like two, day. two, yeah, two. You know, now I like, do one. You know yeah. what I mean? And that stuff can add up pretty quick. Oh man, the, and the amount of food costs, especially at that point in time, I'd have like four guys sometimes. You know what I mean? At yeah. least, no matter what, three of us. Sometimes four or five of us. Yeah. So when you're buying four guys plus yourself two meals a 100 day, bucks. hundred oh, bucks a day, yeah. If not more, you know what I mean? Yeah, so now you're talking 200 bucks a day, mm -hmm. seven seven days a week, because you were working seven yeah. days a week. That's $1,400 a week. Yeah. That's $1,400 of your $3,000. Yeah. That's why I said, like, I, I too buy dinners for my guys, because, like, if you're going to work a long day with me, it's my treat. To and, and if I got you drug halfway across the country, yeah. you, you know what I mean? 100%. Or, yeah, so. But at the same time, like, once again, that calculates into your $300 an hour because that is coming out of your check, mm -hmm. not their check, yeah. your check. And your check is the business check. And your check needs to come out of the business check. So that business check just keeps getting smaller and smaller, smaller and smaller. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. It was, there's a lot to learn in this. This I've done business before this, but it was never really to this caliber and... Um, it's been a very good learning experience. I made a lot of mistakes. You know, when I get down on myself now that I have it halfway figured out, I, I'm not perfect by any means, but I, you know, I pretty much have everything. And it's weird how it's all came at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I made all this money and now I have like, That's you know, motorcycle, your, new truck, all this stuff that I- All your years of sacrifice. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but it's weird that- and I and I get down to myself because you know I talked to Caitlin and I want to buy a bigger piece of property out in the country, get you know, with a house yeah. and all that stuff. And and we're blessed enough to live in a small town where it's not bad. But still, I don't want to live there. I want to live, you know, I don't want to move from that area, but I, I don't want to live in that town. I'm gonna be able to chase deer and not get in trouble. Get exactly, or do whatever we want, <laughs> you know. And and um, I want to do it before my kids are too old. Because my boys really enjoy riding dirt bikes and stuff yeah. like that. And they we live on two lots and you're not supposed to, but no one complains. You know, my boys ride our dirt bikes around yeah. in the lots. But it's still not. You know it's what like I mean? It's like my house. I got that little four-wheeler track in the back. Did you hear Lexi this morning? No. Yeah, can you teach me how to start the snowmobile? 
Oh, I, tried, oh, I didn't hear. I tried driving the four wheeler yesterday, and it wasn't so great. Yeah. The snow, and they have a snowmobile. To me, that's one of the greatest things. Is yeah. like they can just do what they want and have fun. I, I love living in that little chunk of the country we live in. You know, it's crazy. So I grew up in the country, you know, on a farm and farm and all that stuff. And and I remember, and every farm kid will say this, like, ah, I can't wait to live. When I grew up, I'm moving to town. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It sucks. And then now, and I remember my mom would always tell me, she says, you say that now until you're older and then you'll, you'll not want to move to you'll town. You'll appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. And now that I'm older and especially that I have kids, like they, I had no idea how lucky I was. Yeah. And plus I had dirt bikes, go yeah, carts, you, all that stuff. Yeah, but you think about it. You wanted to be in town because you wanted to be around mm-hmm. all your friends. Yep. Now, when you're older, you don't want to be by everybody. No, you want to get away from everybody. everybody. And you want to protect your kids from yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it's like. I get that 100%. Like, it's, it's so it's so weird when you get older in the way you think. And it, it's helped me a lot, you know, even in business is um, just, just you know, having a better head on your shoulders. I'm not saying that I've changed a lot, but just trying to make better decisions. Yeah. The conversation we had the other day, every movement has to count for something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it really does. Even if it's sideways mm-hmm. to get out of somebody's way. It needs to be progress. Yeah. Don't let it yeah. fall behind. Yeah. Keep pushing forward. Even if it's an inch or a centimeter, like you have to keep pushing all the time. Yeah. You can move leaps and bounds early in your career. You can make big jumps pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But now when you're this far in, like everything I do, I feel like I'm only moving an inch closer to where I want to be. And I still got a mile to go. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? It, it, there's, there's, yeah, it's funny you say that because it's almost like there's, it's to the point now where I have a lot of nice things and I have, you know, money sitting and whatever else. But at the same time, I'm not even where I need to be at. But it's crazy on how, like you said, you you push so hard to get to that and then you, you get to that. And then you but but if you don't have that mentality, I'm going to stop where I am now. Yep. And where, if I stop where I am now, I might as well get to go get a job that pays me twenty, thirty dollars an hour. Yep. You know what I mean? And I'll yep. just maintain this. Forever. That's fine if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But when you're wired the way certain people like us or whatever, you know, business oriented or, or just competitive minded people, it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, I just want more, 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 more. And, that, and that'll wear you out too, is just wanting oh, more. Dude, it's stressful. It's so stressful. Because even if, if I get something that I think that I want, and then once I get it, it's like, this isn't good enough. No. I want. The more step, than this the next step yeah and it's like i thought this was going to be great mm-hmm. i get here and it's it's okay yeah i'm doing well yeah no it's I, it's not as well as i want to be no yeah i want to be able to afford a new bike or another new truck now i'm to the point where if i have ten thousand dollars cash that's cool but then i see those guys and i'm like i want to have 200 grand cash yeah. you know what i mean yeah, so i can go so i can go just pay cash for that you know what i mean like yeah. Wow, you know, and then, but I'm sure once you get to that point, you're like, I want a million dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just sitting and yeah. then, and then, you know, I mean. Or you start your own product line and start all over. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that's another thing I've thought of. So, you know, going back to, uh, and we all know it's inevitable. This business will tear you down physically wise. It will. Uh-huh. And me being the way I was and. And uh, just being stupid, not taking care of myself, and and 
washing your body with Dawn dish soap. Yeah, I still do that, but <laughs> no, you know, but uh, I've noticed like, you know, when you're, if I would have been smarter and, and ate better and took care of myself yeah. better, I don't think, I'm not saying I'm done, but but uh, it's definitely taking a toll on me. Oh, it's so weird. I used to be able to, let's say this is three o'clock at night, I'm 10 hours away from home. It was no big deal for me to be Just like, to be hey bud, we're, we're rolling home right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I hadn't slept for, you know what I mean? So many hours. I've been up since. Hours. Yeah, exactly. And, but we're rolling and I'd, I'd be able to drive the whole way back, you know? And, and now it's weird. Like I can't do that anymore. You know, I, my body's like, no dude, like we're not doing that anymore. Dude, I drove all the way home from Texas in a snowstorm one time. And that snowstorm coming through uh, Missouri was terrible. And it ended up taking uh, we, us, we were on the same deal. Ended up taking us 22 hours to get yeah. home. And I just white knuckled it, four wheel drive. Remember, because none of us got any sleep. Yeah. And I felt so bad for Parker because he, we, him and I made a deal because we all met at J and L. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. we were down at, we were down that at. That was when, uh, I think that was when Randy was in the hospital still, right? And we stopped to see yeah. him on the way home. Yeah. So yeah. we, uh, we were coming back and we all stopped in Missouri. And, uh, I remember Parker and I had to do a truck and then uh, he had slept on the way there and I stayed awake and then we switched and right when we switched is when the blizzard started and then he drove all the way yeah, back to the I, blizzard. I remember Jamie, we were in his office and he was throwing us some t-shirts yep. and uh, he's like, you boys better get moving, that storm's moving in, you guys gotta get, if you guys are going to get through that, you better get moving. And we're like, huh, alright, well, let's, uh, let's get moving then. And we had already seen Randy. And we're like, ah, we'll just muscle it out. We were all tired already then. Yeah, we remember because we we stayed up or something, and we we only got like an hour or two of sleep when we left Texas. Yeah, yeah. we had polished a couple trucks that night before, and then we polished one more in the morning, and we all showered, and we're like, yeah, we'll just bust out of here today. Yeah, and we we headed out, and uh, yeah, it was crazy. No, terrible. I remember like still not as bad when I delivered that car up here and we drove <laughs> just we drove from freaking Nebraska to chilling Wisconsin at 40 to 45 <laughs> miles an hour try doing that <laughs> like 700 miles try driving 40 45 miles an hour I could have shot myself I got to the point where I was not even to dude okay so just put it in perspective for the 10 hour drive, I hadn't even made it to Wisconsin yet. I was still in Iowa. Yeah, I kept calling him like, yeah. where are you? Yes. You should have been here yeah. right So now. then finally I told Parker, I was like, I'm done. I'm done, I'm pulling over, we're sleeping. And Parker's like, well, I'll just drive. He hadn't driven yet. He didn't know how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. And then he get up to like 55 and that trailer's like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, I was like, I told you, you can only go like 45, you can go 50 max. And you better hope to God we don't meet a semi because it would suck that trailer over. I can't believe you guys didn't unload the car. And flip it around. And flip it around the other well, way. Well, the reason we didn't is because when we first put it on. I mean, we the put car wouldn't run good enough to get on. No, 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 no. When we first put it on, we put it on the right way. Well, that, that uh, we had all our shit in the back of that, oh, yeah, that deal. So then the, the tongue was almost Just like dragging. Drag <laughs> so then I'm like, no big deal. Flip the dang car around. Should have put some hockey pucks yeah, in there. So, yeah, the so then we flipped the car around, all that weight, you know, that thing was a boat, and all that weight on the back end lifted the ass end up. So it was good to go. And, and the craziest <laughs> thing is, is I didn't realize how bad it was until we'd hopped right on the interstate, and I was on the phone with Caitlin, and her and I were talking about the boys or something. We we're arguing. And all I remember is I was on the, it was two lanes. <laughs> 
And no, we had taken backways all the way to Lincoln. I just, but it was still like the, the interstate, but I just got on in Lincoln. And I was on the phone with her, driving one hand, and all of a sudden, like that trailer started whipping and it's three lanes wide. <laughs> I was taking up all three lanes. <laughs> I, how we did not wreck, I have no idea. And everyone would be like, dude, you're a good driver. No, it's not even anything like that. It's, it was luck of God why we didn't wreck. I had thought that I was a good driver. Somehow I got it back under control. And then I was like, what in the heck is going on? So then I slowed down, you know, and then I take off again. I get up to about 65 miles an hour and everything's pretty good for just a little bit. Well, then all of a sudden that trailer just like starts whipping back and forth, just jumping lane to lane. And I was like, oh boy, we're going to die again. Well, then, so we started just testing where we could be at, and 50 was absolute max. That like, was a max. That was, even then, it would start doing it a little bit. If you met a semi, that wind would push you a little bit, yeah. and that trailer, it was bad. It was terrible. <laughs> Horrible. I remember you getting up here and just, like, unloading the car and going, I'm going to bed. No, it, that didn't exactly happen that way either. I'll tell the rest of that story. So, uh, and I'm not going to tell the company. Well, they know because they saw it happen. We get here and it is a giant white trailer that we're working on. Uh-huh. And we're doing the, and I hadn't had any sleep and we're doing the rails on it. <laughs> and the, the rails went like this and they went down and over. Uh-huh. And uh, <clears throat> when I was doing this rail, instead of going down, I just kept going like this <laughs> across white paint with a buffer. <laughs> it was really bad. Really, really bad. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll never forget that. And I was like, times. I knew I should have never been touching a grinder. <laughs> that was bad. Oh, yeah, that was a bad day. Mm-hmm. That was a really But that day. goes back to looking successful or being successful, yeah. not having any money. I used to have to do stuff like that because I would push it so hard yeah. trying to make up because I knew that if I came up and did work for you, that was always our deal. You know, I'd always just come up and I'd trade you out for pride. Is this how it was? Or I'd, I'd work for my bill, you know what yeah. I mean? Because obviously I couldn't afford it. I was making, you know, six figures a year, but I couldn't afford, couldn't afford it, yeah. So it was the wildest concept to me. And honestly, I was the same way for the longest time. I mean, I still go back to my first few years, the place I used to buy product from, I had to drive up there every day. That place was 45 minutes, almost an hour from me. And there, I had to drive there every day because I, I wasn't making enough money to pay for the product for a week. Isn't that nuts? I had to buy tomorrow's products when I was done today or I had to schedule tomorrow later so that I could drive up there in the morning and go get it. I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. One thing I see a lot of polishing businesses, and honestly, since we started selling product, it's definitely a lot more evident, is... A lot of people don't do inventory. No. And they don't buy Remember, in bulk. Remember, I didn't for a long time either. They don't buy in bulk. Nope. And my sister, she, it drives her crazy because it's the same. It seems like it's the same customers every other month that are like, I need, I need two overnighted. Buffs. I need three buffs overnighted. I need three buffs <laughs> overnighted. And the overnight fee is like $150 and yep. the three buffs are like $75. Yep. It's like... You're paying $225 for three buffs. I, I have to have it or I can't do this job this weekend. Okay. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes that happens. You yeah, know, especially no, if you're a traveling polisher. It does happen. It, some things happen. But when it's the same people every yeah, couple that's months, the thing. it's like, dude, you need, 
this is killing your business at that point. Mm -hmm. It's killing your business. You need to be able to start buying 10 to 20 buffs at a time. And when you get down to 10 buffs, you should be ordering another 10 to 20. And just keep it rotating your stock and just put the new ones at the bottom of the pile and just keep rotating them so that you're not calling in and overnighting. Because anytime you're overnighting that, that money just goes to USPS or UPS or FedEx, whoever, they're getting the money, not you. Mm-hmm. Like you're not getting more money out of your buffs. Those buffs are just an added expense. Yeah. And if it happens once a year, okay. So no instead week, of paying mistakes. twenty dollars, you're paying forty dollars. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just another thing I want to touch on this this kind of rewind we went on a huge rant there yeah sorry but when we were talking about uh this is before i forget this and it just popped in my head but how many times i've ran into everybody knows and obviously it's more of the north and midwest obviously the northern midwest or north anywhere winter time's always slow right yeah 100 okay always slow in the winter so Obviously, that's where people start struggling a little more. And when it goes back to what we were talking about for charging-wise, you you know what I mean? This is where it gets really real. You you know what I mean? Because And honestly, I'll interject for you for a minute. Um, I don't feel like that's just a Midwest thing either. Like, wintertime slows down for everything. That's true. Yeah, even in the South. Unless... Unless you're like in California where the trucks never leave California. That's true. Or yeah. the trucks are in Florida and they mm-hmm. run Florida to Louisiana yeah. or Florida to Mississippi or Florida to Texas or they stay in Texas and they're not going to get dirty. It's going to slow down everywhere. That's true. Because if they come north, they're going to yeah. get... Yeah, exactly. They're right. not going to polish in the middle yeah. of winter when they know they got to go to Wisconsin yeah. to unload a load because they're yeah. going to drive through salt and calcium chloride, yeah. chloride, whatever. So I, I feel like... All polishers everywhere should prepare for winters to be slow, but and then it goes. You've been ridiculously busy. Yeah, no, and and but also, uh, it's weird. Comes down to pricing. It comes down to pricing, and and I hear a lot of, a lot of guys. Yeah, and I know, and I and it's not like well, so then I just charge less in winter time because then my customers are gonna want. It's not what I'm saying. If you want to charge. Fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars a truck and do amazing show quality work every single time. That's cool. awesome. You'd be busy spending yeah. through fall. Yep. You will, but you, I don't know. For me, it just how doesn't long? make any sense. For how long? Yeah, exactly. Long? Because of the fact, then they meet a guy like me, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. But then they're like, "Well, Zach will do it for five hundred, and it looks pretty close." Yeah, to the same and it's or, really not any different. Or they can't when, tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. Like, this looks exactly the same. same. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. and I think that's it's such a hard hump for polishers to get over because we've all been there in the beginning. We're also worried about what our work looks like and how we're going to be judged, and another polisher is going to see it. So it has to be perfect, you know. Yeah. And and. Uh, and then after a while, you start realizing that none of them are that phenomenal. Even, and I'm not bagging on some of the polishers that I thought were insanely yeah. good. And then I see them, and I'm not saying that they're not better than me. And that's not yeah. what I'm saying at all. But it wasn't what I thought it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. cameras, pictures, and videos, man. It can be deceiving. We've had this conversation before where... Back in the day where I'd have a problem, I'd have to call you all the time, you know what I mean? Be like, geez, dude, look at this. And you'd be like, it looks 100% fine. I'm like, 
damn it. And you look at the video and you're like, yeah, it looks great. That's not what it looks like in person. Like it looks like crap in person and you're literally trying to make it look bad and you can't, you know what I mean? It's, it's weird how that works. And so, and, and there's, there's, you know, some guys that I've seen like, man, it's amazing. Then I see it in person and I'm like, First of all, it what discourages me is is I think that they're doing something that we don't know. You know what I mean? That I don't already know. Yeah. And then once I I see it and then I understand what they're doing, and I'm like, I can do that too, except I don't want to spend three hours on a fuel tank. Yeah. I you, you know what I mean? I'd rather spend 20 minutes on a fuel tank and charge a quarter of whether you know what yeah. I mean. And because I want to get five fuel tanks done in a day instead yeah. of one, you yeah. know? Um and, and no offense to those people, I just, what bugs me and why we're having this conversation is I see so many polishers that don't have any work and that are struggling and whatever else may be. And, and they're sitting on their high horse begging on the guys that are busy like us. Exactly. For not doing quality work. It, it, I hate, that drives me. That's no, it does. It drives me, it, it drives me nuts. And it's like, and, and I don't want to be arrogant, cocky. And be like, you know what? I lose more work because I don't answer my phone. Yeah. And if you don't believe that, get on any social media thing I have. Because when I post, I guarantee you someone's going to be like, I can't even get a hold of him. I can't even get him to answer his phone. It's, and, and I have to tell so many guys, it's not that I don't want to talk to you or nor do I want to do work for you. It's the fact that, dude, I can't even keep up with what I have. Yeah, me neither. And when I say this, we're doing no less than three trucks a day yeah you, you know what i mean in and, and put that per, in perspective so like jesus you know i mean like my busiest year was 1100 trucks yeah. in one year and everybody's like that's not possible i'm like dude you should come here and yeah. try it sometime yeah. it is insane i worked an entire year by myself and i know i've said this a hundred times on the podcast and my youtube channel i worked an entire year by myself and averaged two trucks a day by myself yeah I didn't see my wife that entire year. It was before we had kids, but I did it to to build the business to yep. where it is now. Could you imagine doing two full trucks by yourself in a day? Oh man, it sucks. dude, it was fourteen hours a day. I literally would stumble home. I've done that stuff, and it sucks. It's not awesome. No, I stumbled home. I kissed my wife goodbye, and I fell asleep. Got up, went back to work. And there was times when I first bought this shop that I was concerned about being able to pay for the shop. I put a couch in this exact part of the office. We used to have a lounge back here for the kids. Um, and honestly, I lived two minutes away from here. And at night, there was some nights I'd be here 18, 20 hours. And it was like the two minute drive home would wake me up that it was like, I should have just slept on the couch. And then all of a sudden I did start just sleeping on the couch because I could get a, a two hour nap or a three hour nap and get right back at it. Cause I'd go home and that 30 minutes, that two minute drive home would wake me up and I'd be laying in bed for 30 minutes going, why can I not sleep? I was so tired. I can't sleep. And then now I'm laying in bed that extra 30 minutes. I'm not getting that sleep. And then it's like, all right, 30 minutes, I got to be up again. And I got to go back to work. It's like, why am I even here then? So then I'd hop back in the truck and come back to work and then not sleep. And then another 18, 20 hours later, it was like, all right, now I'm dead. Yeah. Then you get home and you'd crash. And it was like, I didn't get to see the wife. I didn't get to see the kids. It was pointless. It was stupid. It was two trucks a day for an entire year. That's seven days a week. And my problem was, too, I was so irritable when I was home. Oh, you yeah. know, no nobody wanted, wanted to be around me. No one wanted to be around me because yeah. I, was, I, I was so vicious towards everything. And, and But the, 
Also, too, I want to touch on this, and that has nothing to do just with polishing. It has to do with business and young people being getting into business and being successful. Going back to sacrifice, you know, and I'm not, I have a buddy who, who's been in a business, and yes, they're sacrificing, and um, I, to me, he's not sacrificing enough. And I think the problem is, is even when I, Back when I first ever got into business, I am this business. I could never understand why I was never gaining what I thought I should. And I remember successful people telling me, Zach, you're not sacrificing enough. Yeah. Well, what else am I supposed to sacrifice? Yeah. What well, am I supposed to cut out? When you finally start cutting everything out, yeah. you know what I mean? And like you really start to realize. I remember times when I first started doing this seven days a week, all day long, every single day. We would be, there was a, there's a kid from Nebraska. Uh, he's no longer a polisher anymore, but it, anyways, I'd be with him and Parker would be there too and whoever else. And you'd look over at someone, it could have been me or whatever. And they're covered in black. Cause we've been working for 20 hours and just, just sleeping, sleeping on a wheel that yeah. they're polishing or, or like this against a truck. You know what I mean? Because and then, you know, you'd wake them up and be like, and you know what I mean? And everyone's yeah. laughing, you know, and then you'd drink more Red Bull or Mountain Dew. Yeah. And, and and that's another story for another day because... I was 24 cans of Mountain Dew a people, day. And, but the problem is, is, is you got to be so... You got to be mentally strong because Sometimes. that certain somebody went from Red Bull, Mountain Dew... To drugs. To drugs to try to keep up with that life. You see it a lot in the industry. You really do, and, and it's sad. You get some of these customers that are that will push you. One of my really good customers from years ago would call me midway through the day. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Like, dude, I'm not coming tonight. I'm sorry. Like, dude, i got to leave out tomorrow morning for a truck show. I'm sorry. I'm not coming tonight. And honestly, I don't do work for that guy anymore, sadly, because yeah. I, I like the guy. i got a ton of respect for him, but I can't drop everything I'm doing yeah. To just go and I've lost a lot of really good customers because I used to do that stuff. Yeah, but I can't. I and I got to the point of where like, I cannot survive like no. this. And then either I'm going to have to do drugs yeah. or I'm going to die yeah. or I need to just, I need to get it figured out better. And what, but it went yeah. back to and is. Drugs was never an option for me. No, no. And me either. I never, but, it, but, but I'm just saying, but, that, but that, that's, not, that's, that's what the options you're looking because at. You're like, drugs are so well, now I can go do drugs and I could stay up all night, but I was smart enough to realize, yeah, that's going to help me for six months to a year, maybe. Yeah. And, you're gonna go and then all of a sudden I'm just yeah. now, you know, I'm yeah. in a worse place than I'm at now, or I'm just going to end up dead. Because yep. my body just can't handle it anymore. Yeah. And, or I could just figure this out and manage it a little better. Yeah. And I love it too. Now that I'm to the point, I think what helps me as well, I'm to the point now, I don't have to do that crap anymore. Yeah. I don't have to go to someone's shop that doesn't have heat and it's negative 10 degrees. Yeah. And we got one Rocky heater trying to, there's two polishers there, but we're trying to heat one piece up. And then he quick cuts it real quick while my other piece is trying to heat up. And then I quick cut it and it heats it up so you can color it. And then, dude, I did that crap. Freezing. Where the, where the outlets in there don't work plus the rocket heater. So you'd have to heat it up and yep. then unplug the rocket heater yep. so you could polish that. Yeah, I felt for that so many times. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, I got a shop. I got a shop. Yep. You get there and they got a rocket heater going in there and it's yep. like 10 below. You're like, 
what am I going to do? Yeah. And he, he's like, but in the beginning, though, you're so driven that oh, you did yeah. that shit. You know I was, what I mean? I did that. I did that shit. You, listen to this. So when I first started, this before I was ever in Evans, it's how broke I was. <laughs> so we we travel and we traveled an hour and a half away. That was yeah. a big deal for me. Yeah. Like, that was a long ways in the beginning. Now I'm like, dude, I wish <laughs> you're an hour away. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but anyway, so we we travel an hour away and I was so broke and I'd never polished in the cold yet. It just, it just turned cold it's right in the beginning. Yeah. And I'll never forget it. A guy was helping me. He was older than me and he'd sand. He didn't really want to run a buffer. He was scared of him, which is fine. But anyway, so he'd sand and he had to sand these wheels and I'll never forget it. It's probably, it's not super, super cold, but it's cold enough, you know, it's cold. <laughs> 30 degrees maybe, something. As soon as you get a sander or a buffer, yeah, runner, yeah. Boy, that wind gets cold. Well, not even that. So I go, I go to cut the wheel, and I start, and but that's before I added the, the technique we do now. So yeah. I'm doing the back and forth, you yeah. know, old oh, yeah. school way. Which it does build heat quicker. Yeah. Well, but it, but it didn't matter. <laughs> so I so did cool. it, and I'm spinning the wheel, and I get done, and I'm like, huh. And I like hand polished it, and I was like, it didn't change at didn't all. Do anything. It just looked exactly like it just got sanded. So I went and grabbed Bodie and I was like, dude, come look at this wheel. And he's like, yeah, I sanded it. I said, I know, I know. I just polished it. He goes, no, 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 no. I just sanded it. And I was like, no, no, you're not understanding what I'm saying. I just polished it. And this is what it looks like. He goes, wow, that, how's that work? And I was like, I don't know. You know what I mean? And I was like, it must be because it's so cold. Yeah, it wasn't building up enough heat. So I was so broke. This is what I did. Listen to this. This is a good one. So I had no money to really go buy a heater, right? Right. And I, of course, I don't want to ask the customer because, you know, then it makes me look even worse. Yeah, because then you feel like you're indebted. To yeah, exactly. You know? So I ran to the dollar store that was closest town. And you know those little box heaters like yeah. this big? I bought one of those. Come on. Swear to God. And I put a towel. We had it for some reason, I had a fucking towel with me. No, maybe it was a coat. Maybe it was a coat, not a towel. And I put the coat over the Come wheel on. so it would hold that heat in there. And really? that's how I'd heat that wheel up. Tanks, it didn't work. So I told him not to stay in the tanks. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so it luckily hadn't yet. So then it'd hold that heat in there. And then it took forever. And then yeah, I, it had to take an hour. Oh, it did. Long. It took forever. So then I'd pull it off and then I'd cut it out. And then, yeah, I'd do the next one and next one and next one. Oh, my God. Yeah, I bet I did... Uh, <laughs> I did 10 wheel. Oh, I would have done six on the truck and four on the trailer that way. Yeah. That blows my mind. Fuck yeah, I did that. That's dude. the wildest thing. That's one of the wildest stories I've ever heard. But we had, you know what I mean? At that time. You made it work. I had no money. And that's where a lot of people give me crap, you know. You were busy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, and, and exactly. You know, and uh, <laughs> not making any money. Yeah. But it goes back to not making profitable. it profitable. But it goes back to two is you weren't quite successful yet but you were no, busy but it, it did it did teach me a lot of things like um you know and i give you crap about it all the time like ah, don't fix that just throw it away go buy another grinder you know it's just you yeah. and it, it is but like when i was on the road and i had no money yeah. because i had money but i had no money yeah so then i would have to figure out how to fix my sander how to fix my grinder because yeah. i had no money to go buy another grinder yeah. so then i'm like we have to figure this out so and a lot of times it wasn't even that. Let's say I had the money, but a lot of times by this time, it's like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. I can't just go buy one. So then I'd have to figure it out. And I think that also comes to being on the road. It's taught me so much yeah. how to fix my jacks, how to make them work again. I was that way too for a long time. Yeah. 
but now I've gotten to the point of like in brushes, I, like we would take I I we would take the good <laughs> springs because a lot of times the springs would just collapse down. Yeah. So then you take the good springs off the ones that are wore out, them onto spit them onto the good ones, <laughs> and then put them back in there and. And like brushes oh, were ten bucks. Oh, I know, but 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 even but then, even I had through. the money, but I had to keep going and yeah. and you know how good it feels. This <laughs> new that, brushes. <laughs> not even just new brushes. <laughs> I got them in my door, dude. I got like five sets, ten but sets like, of brand new ones in there now. When you finally click over to being not just busy or successful, but when you click over to being profitable on top of being busy and successful, mm -hmm. and like. I don't know if you saw in my shop right now, but like I have nine brand new yeah. 6,000 RPM grinders because I know at some point in time we're going to burn two of them out in a week yeah. and I can just go up on my shelf and grab two of them. I have more than most hardware stores have. Yeah. Why? Because during COVID, they like went, it, were gone. Yeah. There was none. You couldn't get any. Yep. Same with rolly chairs and everything. Remember I had to buy you some on the way up to South Dakota because you, you just couldn't find any. Yeah. And, and then we ended up leaving them there anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. No, but also, too, it, another point in the whole that when you become successful and profitable, yeah. how much of a nicer person I am now towards even, like, my family. Oh, not yeah. saying I was a jerk, or not even my family, my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody. Yeah. And because of the fact I'm not so... I, yeah, do I get stressed 100%, especially this time of year. This yeah. is terrible. This yeah. is the worst... I know what's going to happen. I know what, how bad my body's going to hurt yeah. for the next couple months. I That's my biggest thing now is I just know how bad my body's going to hurt. Like winter's nice because it's steady. Yeah. But <laughs> once spring hits. As soon as Louisville hits. But even like Caitlin. Before Louisville already. So like for four, four, four or five years, Caitlin and I didn't even go out to eat anywhere. Yeah. Like by ourselves, you know. There was a lot of years, Tammy, I didn't go out in to this, eat. In this last we year. We couldn't afford to. Yeah. Well, not even that. Like this last year. Man, I mean, there's like a whole week we ate, like we went out to sushi the whole week, like during the winter. <laughs> yeah. And then she was giving me crap about something, being gone. She's like, sucks you're going to be gone. And I said, I never want to hear that again. Because for the last seven years, we've, we've went out more in this last year than we have for the last seven years. But even then, I thought it was so stupid because I was so driven towards success. That was another problem, I think, too, is I was driven towards success so hard. That also the money, the profitability part didn't even phase me. I yeah. wanted to be so successful, yeah. so bad that I, th I didn't even care about the money. Then I realized you have to have the money too. Like this is yeah. part of it because even yeah. though you have success, you got to maintain this. Yeah. Not only not only do you want to be profitable, but now you want to be profitable plus have a, a safe yeah a safe barrier yeah. And honestly, I'll I'll tell you for me even at the size we're at now. My safe barrier fluctuates so much, yeah. so much. And you heard Tammy and I talking about it what, yesterday, yeah. and she wrote out a check for $100,000 to one of our, our companies that manufacture stuff for us. And she's like, as she was writing the check out, she's like, this was more than our first house. Mm -hmm. And honestly, our first house wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Like our first house was the year we got married. We got married in 05. Yeah, 05, so 17 years, going on 18 years this year. So 17 years ago, our first house was less than 100 grand. And now we're writing checks for 100 grand. It was like, oh my God. And you and I had this conversation, and actually we, we talked to uh, Don about it, how things become normal. You, you know what I mean? How like 
how like a hundred thousand dollar check isn't even it's crazy when you sit and think about it when you sit and but, it, but it's not but it's really not it's it's a normal Dude, that's a pile of money yeah it is but 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 if you're just going through the just the everyday going stuff the you're not thinking that it, it becomes so normal anymore for you know a number I mean? of years anytime i stumbled across something that was like um x amount of dollars i was like i know exactly how many wheels i have to polish yep. To pay that back, yep. you know? So it was like, all right, I want a pair of, let's just say, Louis Vuitton's was my first. Yeah, I think we've all done this. Yeah, it was yeah, my yeah, first yeah, splurge yeah, yeah, item, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It was the first thing yeah. that I bought that I really wanted for myself. It wasn't for anybody else. It was something I wanted for myself. I just wanted something cool that I was going to enjoy. I it don't cost, care if anybody cost, else enjoyed it. It cost 15 wheels. Cost, <laughs> it cost 25 wheels. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. we've all been I was there, like, yeah. dude, I know exactly how many wheels that yeah. was going to cost. And then now we've gotten to the point of, like, developing our own products for our polish for our polish line. Some of the costs of some of that stuff to, like, engineer it with a, yeah. a chemist and stuff like that, a couple of our items were, like, 50 grand to develop. And that was before we even started making money with yeah. it. And I was like, I started looking at those numbers and I was like, oh my God, how am I ever going to pay that back? Like, I'm, ne I'm financially never going to recover <laughs> financially never gonna recover from this. But I, ha I have to sell X amount of bottles, 250,000 bottles of this to make enough profit off of it to pay off the research part. Yeah. And it was like, I stopped looking at the number for a while because I was like, I don't even want to know what it is anymore. Because yeah. it's gotten to the point of like, if I want something, I just buy it. Yeah. Because if it helps me emotionally make me happy for a minute, it kind of, you forget about working the 18 to 20 hour days. Yeah. No sleep, not seeing your kids. Like in the winters, I try to come into work a little later because I want to see my girls in the morning. You, you know, I, I get them up to, yeah. before they go to school. I kind of envy those guys, and this is fuck messed up to say. I about said the F word. But anyways, <laughs> messed up to say. Is, I'm sure we've said it a yeah, number of times. But, but uh, Sorry. So who is that? Kevin Scarpy. Sorry, buddy. God dang it. But anyways, uh, I got that one because uh, that was the issue that I was actually in. Oh really? I'm in Stager, the brighter side of polishing. Uh, I think Stephanie Haas wrote that piece. That's awesome. Yeah, they uh, put my name on the cover that year. I bet no one read that article. <laughs> but anyways, uh, just let no one. I read it. No one listens to this crap. I, I'll never forget. I told him that story. So someone was like, "Yeah, I was listening to the podcast." I was like, "Who, Rogan?" And they're like, "No, the pollsters." And I was like, "People listen to that shit." And he's like, "Dude, you're on." And I was like, "I know, but I just I to, me, to, to me, it, I was to me, to me, you know." And this is way off topic too. So this is a good reality check for me. Because it gets to the point where this crap doesn't mean much to me anymore. It's just an everyday deal. You, you know what I mean? It's just a job. It's and, a fun job. And, it's a job. I don't really take on any more customers, new ones anymore. I don't take on many anymore. And, uh, it's hard. It's hard to yeah, add to what huge, you have. Huge, huge. And maintain. Really hard. And this is like ones. a kind of almost like a family member. So I ended up doing some work for him. And, and it was so cool to me because he was like, man, you know, like, Last year, when when all the and it, last year social media was huge. Like mm -hmm. it, social media has always been big, but like last year at Matt's, it was big. It was huge. You know, and there's a lot of big names there. Yeah, because and and you got some big social media guys there, mm -hmm. really pushing it. It was super exciting. There were so many more people. Some people hated it, 
because of the old school way. Yeah. But then, but you know how many more people know about what was going on? Yeah. Than who would have no clue before? Yeah. You know, that may be fans of it now. Yeah. But uh, he, this is what he told me. He goes, you know how cool it was that I knew you? That, uh, that you did work on all these trucks, you know, or involved with them. And I... It was it was really cool and kind of humbling for I don't even know if I'm humbling or what or it just made my head bigger too. But uh <laughs> but uh and I go, you know, I don't ever think of it that way anymore. Yeah. Because Because us they're just people. Just people. Yeah. Like, you know, like Don and Tri-State and all those guys. Like I yeah. know them so personally that yeah. like yeah. and for me now, like which is weird, the only celebrity I've ever been weird around. And he's not even that big a celebrity. And why I was weird is beyond me. It just happened not that long ago. Richard Rollins. Yeah. And uh, he's a good dude. He, I like Richard. He Rollins. was. He was nice. And uh, it was. I couldn't even really talk. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like I, you know what I mean. Like I've met a lot of bigger people. You, you know what I mean. And I, I don't know what it was. Is this a weird? I, don't I think I was because I was. I wasn't expecting him to be there. Yeah. And he was there. So yeah. that really threw me off. Yeah. And, uh, I don't get that way around a lot of celebrities either. But the year I met DJ Paul from Three Six Mafia, yeah. I'm a big Three Six yeah. Mafia fan, and I I kind of like fangirl for him. Yeah, it's weird. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry, but like, yeah. I'm sure you hear this a million times, yeah. but I like, I seriously am a legit fan. Yeah, and he he was honestly just a regular dude. Like we yeah. we hung out that entire no. night, and him and Rampage Jackson were like two of the nicest people I'd ever met. I was like, dude, these guys are awesome. You know when we when we got to meet and do stuff with JB Mooney, I'm yep. a way bigger fan of JB Mooney than I am of Richard Rollins. But it was kind of weird because those guys are really down to earth. They're cowboys, you know what yeah. I mean? So they were like super laid back, all those guys, and they were so good to us. And when JB rolled up, Actually, I started talking shit to him the first five seconds he was there. And, <laughs> it's a great uh, way to break Yeah, I know it was because they actually told me to. They asked me to ask him a question about something that had happened. <laughs> and it embarrassed him, you know, something stupid he did. It was nothing bad, but it was just dumb, you know. And, and so, but they knew he'd piss him off, you know. And, yeah. and uh, His buddy's just trying to get Oh, yeah. Out. So I asked him about it, you know, and, and, uh, and he's just like, oh, man. And then after that, you know, he sat and talked to us for a few hours and we didn't even really talk about bull riding or rodeo stuff either. It was just life. Yeah, we just talked about like getting in trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Having and fun. Honestly, they, he loved it a lot. You know I what I mean? I love that stuff. Yeah. And honestly, that night hanging out with Rampage and those guys, he's like, dude, it's just cool to be treated like a person. Like, I had no idea who Rampage was until I went and Googled him when I got home. Yeah. Like, I felt bad too because, like, I should know this guy. Mm -hmm. And, dude, I. DJ Paul right out the gate. Like, yeah. I yeah. knew exactly who that was, but I like pumped the brakes a little bit and I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta like reset here because like they're not here to have somebody drooling on them. You know, they're here to like do their job and just treat them like a normal person. But it's so weird for me is how people fan out over you or Don <laughs> Wood or Troy and you Steven. Too? They do it and, with YouTube. I know, but and all these guys it was so weird because I know them, and I'm like, it, but it'd be like if you were best friends with DJ yeah. Paul, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or you knew him very well, and you're, it's just, it's so weird to me because I'm like, these guys are just normal dudes, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and everybody's like, I can't believe you're good friends with Don. I'm like, dude, Don is like Don, the most Don's friends with everybody. Yeah, like, like he's, he's your best bud, you know? Yeah. And uh, um, 
all those guys, you know, because Tri-State Express, they got, you know, a lot of attention yeah. on them, you know, because they got a lot of guys big in the social media, and they're all kind of a big group, and they really push that, and they're, yeah, they good, they're, they're very good at it. They're very good and They're at such it. nice people. They're super like, good. Once you get to know them. It, it's driven me nuts when, when people that don't know them, you know, and just see the social media part, and they're like, Man, those guys are maybe arrogant. I'm like, you know what? They're not. Troy Massey, you know, Troy's one of the nicest guys yeah. in the whole entire world. Yeah. Seriously. Super laid back, super humble. Yeah. You know, built from nothing up. You yeah. know what I mean? And Twice. he hasn't forgot about yeah, he hasn't forgot about it. Uh his wife is so so nice. Yep. She really came from nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's such really a chance to ask them what their story is. Yeah, they're such good people. But I think we live in such a time where everything is so believed on social media. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I like it because we're so busy and we're so everywhere and everyone wants us here and everyone's there. So I lie and say, you know, I'll post like uh, we're in, uh, we're in somewhere. Like you'll notice if you look at my tags, I'll yeah. be like in Vegas or New York or <laughs> yeah. something. Cause no one knows really where we are. Right. And uh, I have to do that because once people figure out where we are, They'll be like, they'll start mapping my route home. They yeah. know where I'm oh, going. Hey, you're kind of Boy, you're kind of driving right <laughs> through here. Dude, I would He's love to, hi. but I've been on the road for a whole month. I'm just trying just to go to home. Go. I just, just want to go home for a day, you know? And I will say the one sad part for me is last year, Old Town Rigged Down, um, Don Wood had his motor open, lights on at night. And him and his wife were handing out posters to any kid or any adult that was stopping by. And a lot of people were asking Don to sign yeah. like an autograph. And Don didn't even question it. Grabbed a marker, started signing them. He's like, I'm not a celebrity, but these kids just wanted something signed with my truck on their wall. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to give it to them. If that's what they want, I'm going to give it to them. And I, I saw this happening and I shot that video of it. I don't know if you remember this last year, that video I posted while we were there. It was the video of Don signing them and handing them to these kids and taking pictures with these kids. Tri-State did it at Louisville all year last yeah. year, too. Um, Jacob Bonham. Yeah, Peter all Mays. those guys. Yeah. They all take pictures with their fans. They, they give yeah. them time of day. They hang out and talk with them. When I posted that video of Don um, signing, those, signing those posters, a, a guy that I have a lot of respect for, had a lot of respect for him. I, I still have respect for him, but not as much as I used to. Um, he had commented on my post, this is the worst part of this industry and the way it's become. And I, I private messaged him. I'm like, what exactly is this worst part of the industry you speak of? Because like, I just want to understand what that statement means. And he said that these kids are treating these guys like they're celebrities. I said... My entire life, I had people to look up to. And if this kid that wanted to sign posters looking up to Don, dude, I'm proud of that kid. Mm -hmm. Because Don's a great Don, person Don's to look a, up to. An amazing person to look up to. And honestly, I hope, I hope that if I ever had a son and he looked up to Don as a role model, dude, I'd be stoked. Yeah. And if Don's one of the role models in the industry right now, dude, I'm happy for the industry. Yeah. Like, same, and same with Tri-State and all those guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, they're great people, and, and, and how that statement, I think it's just that old school mentality. Yeah. And change, and social media, because I've seen guys like, you know, 
bitching about the videos and all this and blah, 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 and, and whatever okay. else. Dude, first of all, we should be thankful. Delete Instagram if you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should be thankful that we have access to this now. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Instead of yeah. just being a huge company that could afford to have this kind of access, yeah. Yeah. we have access like this now. And does some of it get crazy? Yeah, because it, it, it turns into drama and, and bs sure. and all that sure and, and but that's not dumb that's no not no that's none of those guys now do do a lot of those guys get drug into that, sure. that yes they do 100%. um and you know what it, it's almost sad to the point where perfect example and i don't even know if i'm supposed to be saying this but i'm gonna say it anyways so it's so crazy and i think people saw it but there was there's a rival between Don Wood and Tri-State. Yeah, it was a They were the best. They they were such, and, and I'm ruining the ploy right a, it now. It was a friendly deal. It was all a complete BS deal <laughs> because they knew it's so sad that a lot of people grasp onto that, yeah. that are like, oh man, did you see that? Don Wood and, and, and Tri-State and all this stuff. And it, 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 it's so sad that people really love that. Now the people that, know what's going on understand what's going on yeah. and they see what's going on yeah, and is it happen. just happening here no it's happening in the rap world it's happening in oh, yeah. it's happening in, in, in politics it's happening everywhere yeah because of the fact that's what sells people love that yeah. and people bite onto that and uh um and honestly if you see behind the scenes is there drama 100 i'm not gonna say there's, there's drama in everything there's, in no matter what you do and, and you know what, though? This is a very competitive sport. Yeah. So if you want to consider a sport, whatever, hobby, whatever. Involved. Yeah. So, of course, there's going to be feelings involved. hurt. Yeah. I don't care. And if and if guys say they're not in this to win, yeah. they're full of shit. Because oh, yeah. I, I've heard so many guys say, I'm not going for the trophy. And then after the trophies are handed out, they're like, that guy could have never yeah. beat me. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know how he got first place and I got stuck in second or stuck, yeah. stuck in third. There's no way that that guy should have beat me. And then there's there's a lot of high road guys that are like, I didn't go for the trophy. I just went to have a good time. And sometimes those guys are the guys that win best of show. Yeah. And they're like, honestly, I didn't think I had that caliber of a truck. And... Yeah, this industry will also change people too. We've had this oh, conversation. Yeah. We've watched. I'm not going to say that it didn't change me for a while. Back to the whole super kind of success and all that stuff. It's not that I became very arrogant, but it's to the point where jaded. I yeah, call it, I call myself jaded. You, you don't. You know, it's hard for me to go back to. It's nice to go back to my small town that I live in, but everyone there has no freaking clue. But it's, you know what I mean? It's hard to talk about. What yeah, you exactly. Do. So then, but but it also gets me because you get so used to people treating you a certain way. You know what I mean? And then you're around people that don't treat you that way. And I'm not saying I'm in. I want the attention. Like that's what yeah. I'm going for. It's just weird. You know, especially when you're doing it all summer long. Yeah. And it's not like we're getting super special treatment. But I feel like we get respect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely a respect. It's, it's more of the respect thing. Yeah. And then, you know, you meet people that that have no clue what you're doing and don't really respect you. And it's not that I want the, you know what I mean? I demand it. It's just different. It's also relaxing too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a lot relaxing where no one really gives a crap. You know what I mean? <laughs> it bugs you a little bit because it's the only thing I know what to talk about. Um, and that's... I. I keep, I swap around so much, but I also want to talk about this. 
and I don't know how to say this without sounding super arrogant and whatever else. And I don't even know if you want me to talk about this, but there's been allegations about Evans in general and when it comes to shows. And I really want to touch on this because it pisses me off to no end. And you might not want me to talk about this, but I really don't care. I don't care There's either. allegations that we have rigged shows. We've done stuff like oh, that. God. But here's what pisses me off more than anything. First of all, I wish that shit was true. Oh, because God, then be I cheaper. Would, I wouldn't have to go. Not, not even that. I would get more than an hour of sleep a night. That's the part that pisses <laughs> yeah. me off the most. Because if anyone really knows me behind the yeah. scenes, when I don't get more than five hours of sleep, I'm mad at the world. Last year, being accused of Louisville was the biggest, Whoa. the biggest hurt I've ever had in my entire and, and life. And not only, and for I know the people me, who are saying it don't care. And, and not only for us and me having a shitty whole entire fucking week because I don't get any sleep. Yeah, I love it, but I don't get any sleep, so it's just miserable. It yeah. really is. It's yeah. great, but it's miserable. But all the hard work that because of something accusing us for something. Yeah. Those guys that spent hours and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, yeah. and this is all they do, and they built something beyond belief. To that's just kind of shit in their face. Because, that's what's hurt me the most. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't care that people trash on me. No, I mean I, I care. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I yeah, care. Yeah, but I I don't care that they say it about me. It's when it affects the other people around me, like. The person that said it last year, if you looked at not just his truck, but his work ethic while he was there at Louisville. 100%. Like, was, was he up at 3.30? Was he in there at 3.30 in the morning when we got up right after the rain was done, right before Rags Down, because Rags Down was at 8 o'clock? When we walked over by past that truck and we were wiping down one of our other, one of our other guys that was part of our team that we were helping wipe his truck down, we were still wiping on him at 7, 7.30, 8 o'clock, because we had been there since 3.30. Our whole team was there at 3.30. Our, our entire crew was there at 3.30. You don't have to remind me. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah, I, was I know. There. I know you I'm were. surprised I wasn't screaming at everybody. And that guy didn't show up until 7.30 to give it a quick watershed. Not a, not a detail, just a quick wipe the water off so that it wasn't spotted for judging. Like... That that drives me crazy because when you say that I rigged the show, when it, it it's not possible, first and foremost, there are far bigger sponsors of this show than me. To say it almost should make you feel good that you have that much power <laughs> at a multi-million dollar level I show wish, that I, you can manipulate. That. I wish that that means you're balling out of control. <laughs> I wish I knew which people to line their pockets because they would it would make great. <laughs> It doesn't work that it way. It doesn't even close. It doesn't work that way. Like, it has nothing to do with judging or their personal opinions. My best part is, my, my, my favorite part is that we got accused of judging the show. I was like, <laughs> where did that even come from? Like, jeez, I, I wish we judged the show. It'd be great. And then they're, like, they're like, he knows the judges. Listen, I've been in this industry 25 years. Honestly, most of the people that are showing know the judges. Yeah. Because they're the people in the industry. Yeah. Like they're drivers. Yeah, they're drivers. They're people we like know. It drives me nuts. Oh my god, it drives me crazy. But at the same time, it pissed me off more that by saying that, it took it away from the people that, that work their tail yeah. off to build their truck. 
to get it to the level it was at and to say that I rigged it so that they could win took away all the validation of all of their hard work. Yeah. And that's all their the part sacrifice that, that they sacrificed for that truck. And I'm not saying the person making the allegation wasn't didn't sacrifice some of his own stuff too. I'm sure he did. Yeah. But to say that and feel like that was a okay thing to say knowing that the guys that had won are going to have to hear this and not that they believed it in any sense of the term, but it like, it kind of shits in their bed a little bit of they put in a ton of work. Like, yeah, we polished it. They put in more work in their truck than we put in their truck. Oh, you know 100%. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. I tell people that all the time. Like, listen, when trophies are handed out, we always go and thank everybody. We have them by the booth so that they can take pictures, that kind of stuff. And we always sit and talk with them. And I'm always like, so grateful that these truck drivers let us be a part of their life because we are, we're a part of their life. Jimmy Gansky was in my shop last year before Louisville. I think he was here four, maybe five days. He lived at my house because he lives an hour and a half, almost two hours away. He was underneath his truck degreasing it while I was polishing his wheels inside and out. And then when I was done polishing his wheels inside out every afternoon, I was helping him clean his truck. And Jimmy and I were here 14 to 16 hours a day. We'd shower, we'd go to the house, we'd eat. He'd sleep at my house in the spare room, the one that you're in Mm -hmm. this week. And then we'd come back and do it again tomorrow. And Jimmy was here hands-on the entire time. It wasn't like he just sat here and paid the bill because he doesn't got an unlimited budget to just throw 10 grand at me to to do the full detail myself. Like he's, he was here helping me with it the entire time. And so for him to hear, that I rigged the show so that he could win was like, it's unfair to him. It, 100%. For me, it was unfair to him. It's unfair and to I, all of them. I know, know he mean? didn't look at it that way, and I'm glad he didn't, but it, it makes me feel bad for everybody else that they they have to hear this from somebody else when it's so far from the truth. Like, it's not even remotely true. And I know one of these years we're going to get stuck to us that I feel bad for somebody that they're going to end up losing at some point in time because somebody's going to prove a point that Evans shouldn't win anything. And I feel terrible for whoever is with us that year that that happens mm-hmm. because I feel like sooner or later, some show's going to have to prove a point and just stick it to us. And last year we did get it stuck to us. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened last year that I'd really care not to digress about because it was a bunch of drama for nothing. A couple guys barking, thinking that they knew what was going on because they felt like they were better than everybody else. And it stirred up a bunch of drama and it spilled over into our personal lives. Mm -hmm. And it is what it is. But honestly, if there's a way to rig a show, somebody please tell me because I I would love to. Yeah, I would too because I'd sleep. I would love to start sleeping eight hours a night during show week. Uh, Last year we were- To be honest with you, I wouldn't even show up. (laughs) I'm not saying I don't enjoy it, but I'd be like, you know what? If I had I'd go to make, I'll go make a thousand dollars a day instead of you know you know what I mean breaking even. If I had to pay to win, I wouldn't go. Last yeah. year, Louisville, we made fifty five thousand dollars in um, nine days between that was selling selling our product yep. in the booth and polishing. Right, so fifty five thousand. That's a good, that's so much money. No, but you, you know, I know, I know. But now it goes right? back to when you break and start breaking it down. Between housing everybody, the Airbnb and the hotel rooms, food, food, um, paying for our booth, um, the fuel to get my semi there, the fuel to get my pickup there, um, my trailers, all the product we took, 
Now, we took the uh, 800 propane tanks we used to heat the frickin' <laughs> To heat the trailer. Yeah. Um, the countless towels and detail rags and all the stuff we used. We used, I think, four cases of towels last year because it was raining nonstop. And we literally just were blowing through towels like crazy. I calculated out what last year cost. And we made 55000 in nine days. And it cost me 45000 to be there for the week. It cost me $45,000 to be there for the week. Yeah. So we made ten grand in nine days. No, which, the extra five grand was to so everyone won. Yeah, that's where the other five. Yeah. Grand. <laughs> so yeah, we actually only made five grand. Yeah. No, it uh, that ten grand in nine days. It, like I said, if you break that down, my shop does minimum two grand a day just to break even. Yeah. And honestly, most days in in the spring and summer, we can do three to four grand a day, hustling, and I made. A grand a day to be yeah. down there, like to get accused of to be accused of rigging, rigging the show. show. Yeah, like is that worth it? No, yeah. it wasn't worth it. But I love the show. I still think it's the most prestigious show in the country, and uh, I think it's got the highest caliber of trucks. It's the highest competition I think there is in the country still, and I love competing on that ground. I don't go in every year thinking we're going to win best of show and everything. Last year, we got five best of shows out of six. We didn't have anything in the sixth class. So to me, that was kind of cool. Um, I have never won in all of my years of going to Louisville, all 12 years. I've never won anything in um, best of show, limited mileage, no miles, bobtail. So... We finally have a truck competing in that class this year. And I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm super excited because I am going to push as hard as I can to make sure that thing is as clean as it can possibly be and market it as best I can so everybody has to see. I it can't wait till I can't wait till everyone sees it. Me too. Because no one even has any idea what's, no, this what's is, coming. This is a whole other level. <laughs> it is. So many guys were talking bad last year about the way the industry's changing, and this is like <laughs> this. This highest, will really get them going. I'm just saying, like the highest of what everybody yeah. thinks, and yeah, there's going to be a lot of people like. Just mad. I just can't believe. Like, I can't wait. Even though some guys involved that are gonna be on the phone, and be like, "We need more, more." <laughs> yeah. Like you didn't think you could do more. You can do more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> it just, you know, I, I say that every year. You know, just like a, yeah, just like a, a, you know, like never satisfied, man. That was that was like the hottest truck at the time when I really got into this stuff big. And I remember telling Jamie, I'm like, I don't know how you could ever, I'm not taking anything away from Never Satisfied. Yeah. That is an absolutely gorgeous built yeah. truck, amazing truck. But then, you know, you see like Don Wood, you know what yeah. I mean? And Chad Sand. Yeah. And then now you see what's coming yeah. and you're like, whoa. Like, Because <laughs> I didn't think you could really get past those yeah. two. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they just pushed it even further. You know what I mean? And I remember when I first seen Don Wood's truck, I was like, I remember when you first saw it, you called me, and I, all I remember you saying is this. I can't send you any pictures. I can't tell you what is done to it, but you were never, and I'm like, and, and I honestly got to, if James, if James watches this, I, this is what I exactly said. There's no way it's any more than, than uh, never satisfied, you know, because at that time, like I said, I'm not taking anything away from that truck, never satisfied it to this day is still one of the most respected trucks there is. It set the bar for a while. You, it did. It definitely set the bar. Like that thing. But at the same time, we have to progress. And 
And I'm not, and some guys might argue that never satisfied is nicer than Don's, yeah. you know what I mean? I think Don just did a little more because he just went a different route. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like on certain little things that he did, you, you know? You know, I had a really good conversation last year. I was at Tony Justice's show and uh, one of the truckers that's been in the industry a long time, um, Mitchell had his truck playing off on the side and that trailer with the big speaker system in the trailer. He's like, I just can't believe that this guy put speaker systems in the trailer and uh, it, it just seems silly to me. I said, you know what, it's funny. I had a conversation with you five years ago at Louisville. Do you remember that conversation? He's like, yeah, we were standing next to Davis Brothers. I said, oh yeah, next to their truck with the trailer, with the speakers in the trailer. He's like, huh, I guess I never really thought about that. The grain trailer? Yeah. Yeah. I said, now is that because Mitchell's a new guy? Yeah. That that bothers you? Or does it bother you because it's so different from what's in the industry? I said, you guys should honestly be happy that some of these guys are encouraging people to join the industry and making it look cool. Mm -hmm. Even if not all trucks have stereo systems in their trailer. Yeah, no, you yeah, know what I mean? 100%. You're drawing in. It, it, you know what? And I guarantee you, Mitchell will tell you. It, yeah, is it is it completely worthless? Yeah, it's it not. It doesn't make any more. And then that's what I'm saying. Like, in Hill, it's just, it's cool though. It's yeah. neat. It's something different. It's, you know, it draws in and it's people to his passion. Yeah. If he wants to take his money and burn it, he can take <laughs> yeah. it and burn it. If he wants to build a trailer with speakers in it, he can build a trailer with speakers I'm, in it. It's, it's I'm what a stereo he wants. Guy, so yeah, I know. I think it's it's cool as hell. Yeah. You know, and and I do, but a lot of people are like that's so dumb. But you know what? It's his money. He can yeah. do whatever he wants with it. Yeah, I've seen a lot of crazy and, things. And he years. enjoys it and it makes him happy. That's all that matters. Back when I first went to Louisville, it, it had to be early, early on in my career. I remember a guy that had a dump truck that he would pull his wheels off on one side and jack stand it all because his brake drums were chromed, his calipers were, everything was chromed. His shocks were chromed, his springs were chromed, everything was chromed. And he'd take the wheels off and he'd stack them all on the ground so that you could see both sides were polished. Plus you could see the detail that he did to the truck. So the one side of the truck was all on jack stands the other side, it was all assembled. So if you could go over to this side and take a picture of it and the truck was assembled, mm -hmm. or you go over to the other side and take a picture and all the parts were just laying there and it showed you the level of detail that that truck had mm -hmm. in it. And I remember looking at that truck, I was like, this can't be a drivable truck. And it wasn't, it, it went on and off mm -hmm. a trailer and that's just the way it was. And I was like, that really, it was one of the first trucks that really drew me into the industry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how could somebody do something any crazier than this? And then it seems like every three to five years, I stumble across another guy that like, oh my God, this is some next level stuff. And for a long time, you know, Vince built some really cool oh, stuff. Yeah. And he's he, always, he set a bar for sure. I mean, always, he, he did a lot of crazy cool stuff. His, like the 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 firewall to his fuel caps yeah. to all that the, stuff. His is crazy. flat top to his to his um, Crown Royal truck. I mean, yeah. a, a lot of the cool stuff. And there was a lot of other guys. Billy Rethwich yeah. was building really cool stuff. Um, Clint Dix, Todd Roccapiori, um, even one Hammett's built yeah. theirs. Um, Linda Mood, yeah. um, True Nova said. Um, some of the West Coast guys, Vlad. Um, and then you get into some of the newer school guys, Davis Brothers, yeah. JNL Contracting, um, Dustin Dickerson's building some yeah. cool stuff. Um, Don Wood, 
Mitchell Bottomley, Tri-State. Yeah. You get in all these guys. It seems like every three to five years, I start seeing another truck that's like, dude, this is my new bar. Like, this is the new one that is setting the tone for the industry. And it's like, I always try to, we try to work with some of these guys, but we don't go and ask them to work with them. We just keep hustling and hopefully we get noticed. You know what? I want to touch on that right now. And this is going to piss people off too. I'm good at that. But I want to, I just want to point things. One thing that drives me nuts more than anything, and this is another thing we get accused about. Stealing customers. Stealing customers. Yeah. Especially when it comes to show trucks. I haven't cold I will tell you right now, I have not in years and years and years called anyone. Actually, I get so pissed off when my friends get work for me. Because yeah. I'm like, and then they get mad because I can't go to their buddy stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, we have not called anyone, tried to get work anywhere. And, and here's what I want to lay down. And this is going to sound arrogant and cocky. And I don't give a shit what anyone says, but I'm just being real because that's the way I am. Do you know why a lot of the top show guys come to Evans? Because they come, they want to win. Because guess what? This is what we do. This is what you Basically, do. We study this morning. shit. You know what we talk about? We don't talk about going and getting drunk at the bar and all this other BS we did. We talk about bar. trucks and ideas, what you can do different, what, what what would be cool here, a stripe package, what we could do polishing, lower, bumpers, nose, mirrors, everything. It's cool too. That's a shit what we talk about. Belts, yeah. And and you and you have to study it. That's why. And then they see us awake for two days straight yeah, to make 100%. sure the trucks are detailed in and dialed in. You know, everybody else. Is or I show over. I show up there on a Monday, have all the work that they have done possible, and then sit there till that Sunday and do nothing. So I sit there for five days <laughs> and do nothing, and don't bitch about it, don't yeah. complain about it. Because that's the way it goes. Because when you get to us, that's what you get. Yeah. You can call a buddy of mine in Iowa, calls me up. Hey, I, I really need this truck done. Well, I'm going to Wisconsin and I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Oh, man. You did a truck. Put the truck in your mouth. I'll leave at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I will stop by there, do the truck. It's out of my way, do the truck, and then I'll go up there because that's what you get. You know I don't want I mean? to win for me either, for what it's worth. No, like, no, no. I want no. to win for them. Because if, you, if you've walked through my office, you've seen, I have like a trophy here. Ken Fisher gave me a trophy. Uh, it was his runner-up trophy for national championship in Dallas one year. He gave it to me and told me to put it in the office. Dude, I was honored. It's going to stay in my office forever. No, but I think it's what helps too is we're competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. We understand. But I want... I want to give 120% because I want them to get their best to show so that they can display it. Not because I'm going to just brag about it. I mean, of course we do because it's... First of all, <laughs> who am I going to brag about? <laughs> my my, my kids? My wife when I get home. My kids? <laughs> that trophy didn't make me any more money. Yeah, my kids are like, that's cool, Dad, whatever. Like, yeah. we, they see, they're the same way I am now. Like, well, it's neat. Like, they never really met <laughs> these guys, but it's just no big deal to them. Yeah. So... But no, I, it, that, that drives me nuts, though, because we get a lot of that, too, that we bully our way into everything and whatever else. I, I don't. I, I will don't tell you right anybody. now, I have never, I have never called anybody to ask them. I've you know what? You know what? I've I take that back. long enough that they called me. The last time I made a phone call to try to get work, I'll be 100% with you, is I called, and the only reason why I called, because I knew they needed someone. And uh, I had heard they wanted us to call them, and that was Farmers Oil. That was the last company 
that I did not do work for, that I called. And I did not call to beg them for yeah. work. I just knew they needed somebody. Yeah. And so I called them to let them know. And then they ended up getting it figured out. We didn't even do the work. Yeah. So it is what it is. Yeah. That is the last time. And that was bad. Keenan worked for me then. Yeah, that was a while ago. So, so how many years that. ago that was? I remember it, yeah. Because you called me and you were excited. You were yeah. like, hey, we could go do some farming stuff. We thought about it, yeah. And, and we... And we never did. So that's, I mean, it's awesome they got it taken care of. Yeah, 100%. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters, you know, is they, they get it taken care of. But. but a lot of guys start seeing, too, like when they're at the shows and they see us, and they see us running from one truck to the next, even when it's not a rush. I know, but people don't see that shit on the internet. All they see is, is Evan has this truck, this truck, this truck, yeah, and all these trophies. Yeah, they don't yeah. understand that. They don't understand if they come to the shows... They don't see us there at three o'clock in the morning yeah. and stay there till one o'clock in the morning yeah. and then go home and get one hour of sleep and then show up another time and do it for a whole entire week straight. Or the times, like I said, nobody knew that I had driven down somewhere 13 hours away and it wasn't, it wasn't that company's fault. It, it, it was a whole big deal. It, yeah. it, there was a lot of yeah. things that happened in that yeah. time. And did I say like, guys, seriously, I got to go. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. I go no, back we, to We sat there, we waited and we got it done. Nobody was pissed. They were worried we were pissed. I was yeah. never pissed, you know, and that's what happens. I go back to last year in Louisville as the example of what should be done, right? So there's always dust in the air in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And it rained off and on seven times that day. And literally, we were opening hoods, wiping, the rain would come through, we'd close the hood, open it back up again after it was done, dry everything off, start wiping again, laying in water, whatever. And I remember after like the third rainstorm went through, I walked around that lot, 85, 90% of the people that were, that should have been there wiping on their trucks left because they were like, it's going to continue to rain all afternoon. Seriously. It doesn't pay for us to wipe on our trucks. I'm like, dude, tomorrow is rigs down. Mm -hmm. I will wipe in the rain as long as I have to because this has to be done. Like, so we can't, we can't not have it right. We can't have water spots. We can't have any of this shit. You know what I mean? This is all. And if you get rain on top of that dust, and you let it set one time and dry, you're gonna have mud rings. Yep. You know how hard it is to get mud rings off the top and not scratch shit out of the paint and not scratch the paint. Dude, we wiped Don Wood's truck, what, seven times or eight times last year? Yeah, I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot. And not just, like, part of his truck, truck and trailer, tarp included, drying everything off. Tri-State, we wiped them eight times. Jimmy Gansky, Chad Sands. And I, and I want to I clarify on that, too. Not only did we wipe on it, they but so, on so, it. So, did, so did their wife's helpers everything. Yeah. Tri-State had a whole crew. Yeah, no, here, I want to I clarify something because I heard this story. This is another off topic, but I have to tell this damn story because I hear crazy shit all the time. It's funny how much stuff is made up. So I hear the story that Don Wood had a crew come down a week before and they put a wood floor, a real wood floor, wasn't even laminated wood floor, a real wood floor down so he could park there. And I was like, first of all, my favorite part of this whole story is, is the guy telling me the story, then is arguing with me that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> That's the funniest part of the story. So I said, well, you're kind of right. 
I said, uh, there was a wood floor, but it wasn't real wood floor. It was, you know, like a laminated yeah. wood floor. And I said, it, it wasn't Don Wood. It was right next to Don Wood. Yeah. It was Tri-State. And no, they weren't there a week before. They were, well, kind of, I guess. You they know were, what I mean? They were, they, 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 they were week. Yeah, I guess, you know, whatever. But, and then, but it, and it's crazy to hear shit like that. And I'm like, that, that, obviously that story's going around somewhere <laughs> and it's not even true. Another story I want to touch on real quick too. And this is in Texas, and obviously Texas is no longer. But we're down in Texas. I was over by JNL's truck. Yes. Yeah. And I and I told Jamie this story. I've told all those guys this story. So I'm standing by their truck. They just got um it was a Randy's truck. What's his name? Doug. It was Doug's truck. truck. Yeah, yeah, it was Doug's truck. What was that truck called? I can't remember what it's called. Um anyways, they just got it done. They were taking it down. I think they debuted it down there, maybe. I don't yeah, the remember. White, the white one? Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so it was down there. And uh, I'm not making this shit up. This is serious. And this is the craziest part is the guy telling the story was so serious that I almost believed it. And I know the truth. So I'm standing there because Tim Cody's truck was right behind him. Yep. And we had to do a buttload of work to Tim yeah, Cody's he had truck. Oil leaves he had oil everywhere. It was a mess. But anyways, you know, it was terrible. But anyways, but I'm standing right over there and I hear this guy explaining to another guy that Jamie hires these guys to drive these show trucks, pays them. He even had a number. This is the best part. <laughs> a dollar pay, a month? Nope. Yeah, pays them $100,000 a year. Shoot. And all they do is drive the show trucks and deliver the show trucks they don't drive to the shows. I'm like, first of all, Jane Allen's one fucking truck here. <laughs> they didn't deliver anymore. But and then I'm listening to it. And he is so serious. Like, he heard this straight from Jamie's mouth telling him that he pays these guys $100,000 a year. They drive these show trucks to all these shows advertising for the company. And the guy wasn't even pissed about it. He wasn't talking shit because he's like, it's a brilliant marketing plan. And I'm like, this is the worst marketing plan I've ever heard in my life. You know how much money, money losing Jesus. And I remember telling Jamie, Jamie's like, I wish I had that kind of money that I could pay these guys a hundred grand a year. You know what? To deliver these trucks to shows. You and I should come up with like a ridiculous story at yeah. every show. Oh my gosh. And just pick one of our guys and just talk shit the whole time. Yeah. And just let them know that we're going to yeah. make up some stories about them. And just see how long it takes to yeah, get back. It's crazy. Because it's just funny to me. Like, it is. It's, un, it's unreal. Like, just even some of the stories I've heard about the whole Evans business. And I'm like, a lot of it, I'm like, I wish we I were, wish they were true. I wish I was involved in that. Like, I really wish we had done that because that would be really bad. <laughs> it sounds actually. like a fun time. Yeah, like, you know, spending this much money to do this or doing this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I... First of all, none of that is even remotely true. Yeah. Just some of the stuff you hear and what people think. And and um, it's cool. I guess it's cool because, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's wild. It's uh, it's not cool, I should say. But it, it's funny. But It's comical. It is. It's crazy. And, and how serious. Like I said, that guy sat and argued with me. That, no, it was Don Woods, guys. And it was a real wood floor <laughs> and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude. I did just taken out the picture. No, I did. Like, I was showing him videos. I was like, what? I was there. There's foam on Yeah, there. I was I was freaking there, it dude. It was race flooring. Yeah. Like I was <laughs> there. I oh my God, man. Oh, 
And, the, and like I said, the best part is he had the audacity to sit and argue with me about it. And I'm like, I was freaking there, dude. He's one of our customers. I know both of them extremely. You want me to call both? I'll get them on a conference call right now. Don and Troy, they'll tell you the same story. God dang. I was like, this is nuts. And, and You can't win sometimes. No, and it, it is just funny because... That guy wasn't really talking shit, but he, but he kind of was, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and, and I could have let it go, but I was like, and I wasn't trying to be argumentative with him. I was just telling him like, no, that's not totally true. Yeah. You know, it was actually tri-state and, uh, it was a cool touch they did. Yeah. There's some straight showman stuff, you oh, know, the wood yeah. floor. And for them they to be, said, they said they'd never do it again, you and know, for them to be as early in their career yeah. as they are with the show polishing, the show trucking stuff. Honestly, they're they're headed in a cool place. If they, if, oh, I hope man. they stick with it. I really do. But they're so good at marketing. They're yeah. great at it, and they're good for the industry. They are. They're putting good up for the industry, and I hope they stick with it. But honestly, seriously, it's uh, I, I miss the days of guys rolling out carpet to park on and glitters. I'm over the glitter. Like everybody puts glitter underneath their trucks yeah. and stuff. Like I don't care. You can do you. But it's not my thing. I hate walking through all that glitter and getting it all stuck yeah, in my shoes. Yeah, it's like it's on your shoes, your pants, yeah, whatever. But the guys putting carpet in the Tri-State putting wood floor down with their logo in front. So when people yeah. took pictures, their logo was there. Like, dude, that stuff was cool. Like, yeah. that's showmanship. Yeah. And I, I really look forward Even to it. Even Don Wood said it. He's like, it threw me off a little bit. Because that was, that was some showman that was stuff. Good. Yeah, that was good. That was, good that was a good touch. You yeah. know what I mean? The, the wood floor and, yeah. and all that. That was cool, you know? Yeah. And I remember them going... We're never doing that again. Like, <laughs> that was such a pain in the butt. Thank you watch next year, they're going to have like a marble floor out yeah. there. Those guys are crazy. They're, uh, um, they got a lot of big stuff coming up too. I mean, those boys are, oh, I'm telling you that. I'm not, excited for them for the Louisville this no, year. No, I am super excited. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, what's crazy is, is, uh, um, um, God dang it. Where was I going to go with this? Uh, we were just talking, we were talking about Tri-State. Excited for them this year. Yeah, excited for them. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. I'm lost now. I got so much crap in my head. No, I hope I hope they do good. And, I do too. And they've, they've been so good to us. And uh, um, no, this is what I was going to say. Back when I was saying, you know, it's, it's gotten crazy at Louisville, and, and you started talking about the numbers-wise, but also what I was referring to is people don't understand this year that caliber – like last year was crazy. Oh yeah, a lot of guys are stepping it up. You have no year. clue what's coming this year. Like, there's some big guys. Now there's going to be some guys. You're like, wait a second. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to give anything away there. Um, and, and there's reasons for what's you know what I mean going on there. But then there's going to be stuff there, not only caliber but number of caliber that people are bringing. Some of these trucks have been getting built for two years. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's some big money stuck into them. Some. In so, multiples, people bringing multiples. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's going to be. Last year was, I think, crazy for quality. Uh, if the weather was better, it would have been, I think, a little, you know, whatever. But it, you know, the weather's always hit and miss there. Um, there's, yeah, you know, I, I, I remember hearing some people say that they went, they saw what was at Louisville, they weren't impressed. I was like, okay, first of all. I don't know where you were. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because some of the stuff there, even in the working side and everything, you no know what I mean? where you walked, there was something cool to look at. There was some big stuff there, you know? And, uh, man, there was trucks that, like, guys, we don't even really know who they are. Those, um, they're not Hispanic. Or are they Puerto Rican? The truck down, down closer by the booth. 
what the heck was that thing? Remember in the paint lines? Well, by us. Yeah, what is, and they did some of the paint lines that really so messed the up. Stripe, the stripe went back and then it flipped and yes. the colors were the, the Yeah, the, yeah, the oh colors flipped. God. That was cool. That was super Dude, cool. Dude, I, I walked past that and I was like, whoa. Yeah. That they is, cleaned the hell out of that truck too. Them boys were all over that, that is, truck. That was a uh, red dirt, I think. Was it red dirt? The, Who the did truck that? The red dirt diesel build. Yeah, wasn't it his, some Hispanic guys or Puerto Ricans or something that had it? I don't remember. Maybe I'm way off, and they're probably listening. They're like, ah, "What are you talking about?" No, but I'm just <laughs> a couple of white boys. Yeah, like, no, no uh, but uh, there was there's a bunch of guys over oh, that, that truck. Was amazing. I it, think they sold that thing right after the. Yeah, movie. it was mint too. It was it was. It was mint. Yeah, the stripes were mint. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think actually the name might have been mint too. Two, yeah, two tons of mint, and they sw they swapped them halfway through, and I was like. Damn, this yeah. is different. I've never seen that before. And I was like, that's a nice touch. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think uh, there's there's a lot of stuff that's going to be there this year that's been so hidden, too. I'm hoping to do another podcast like this after Louisville. Once we get down there and we see everything and after Rags down, get everybody together and sit down with a couple guys and just shoot the breeze and just kind of talk about some of the stuff that was there. I think it would be a good time. But I, uh, I just hope to God that it's warmer this year not raining actually you know what it can still be cold i'd like it to be warmer I, would, I wish it was warmer too but it does if i have to ask for anything just no rain please just 70s just 70s is all i want i don't need it hot it's hot sucks when you're no working. snow no rain okay we're all right <laughs> yeah that'd be great because otherwise and no tearing down a baseball stadium that's gone so no i know but i'm saying like that sucked <laughs> It's like every year there's something, either be a, snow. Be a dust bowl this year. Yeah, something. yeah, something. Because either it's snow, tearing down, and now the weather's great, but they're tearing down a baseball stadium. Yeah, that year the weather was good, but they were tearing the baseball stadium down, and everybody was just covered in dust all My day. favorite part of that whole story is, too, and I'm not talking crap because we had customers, and we were still friends with them, but I remember people getting pissed. And they had every oh, right to be yeah. pissed, but I'll never forget that foreman. Uh, that dog came over, and people are getting up his ass, and he's like, this is like a $20 million. Do you think we give a shit about your trucks? And he's like, if I shut down for a day, do you know how much money that's going to cost me? I got 200 guys over here yeah. and machines. Yeah. And he's just like, he I'm, didn't care. He, he had no cares. No, he was there to do his job. Yeah, and that's and all that he gave a shit about. And he, people just kept walking over yeah, there yeah, and like, lighting him, him yeah. up. And he did not care. He's, he's like, like, what am I supposed to do? Get out of the garden hole? Yeah, like, yeah. What do you want me yeah. to do? You want me to shut this operation down? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Over your guys' 20 trucks over here? Yeah, yeah he was just, he, he did not care. Oh, no. Shit, they were, that was funny. I'll never forget that. That guy was like, are you kidding me? This is a, a multi, multi-million dollar operation going on here. We can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, this BS, you know, we've had to wipe our trucks down a hundred times. He's like, you better keep wiping them down. <laughs> yeah, he, we're not stopping. He didn't care at all. It was yeah, so good. It was good. It was fun. It sucked because I was involved in the wipe down <laughs> part, but I thought it was hilarious. That was Just, a rough year. It was. It was. No terrible. matter how much you wiped, it was dusty an hour later. Like, yep. dude, you're gonna. It was like the rain. It was like, yeah, exactly. You just 100%. had to keep wiping. If you Honestly, I'd almost deal with the rain because you didn't have to worry about the rain scratching. scratching you know, that's exactly what I yeah. thought last year. I was like, well, this is still better than the dust year. Yeah. Because at least we're not worried about everything getting scratched up real bad. Yeah, I mean, rain sucks, but at least you don't have to worry about hand waxing yeah. micro scratches. Oh, yeah, that man. was not awesome that year. It sucked. We hand waxed at like four o'clock in the morning yeah. to get 
Everybody's and dust well. gets into everything. At least rain is sucked down by gravity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to come down. That dust just—it's like it goes up. Yeah, like stuck it, to the yeah. bottom of the yeah, just, it's everywhere. Possible. Well, and all the cleaning products and you know anything Petroleum that's kind of greasy. In. Yeah, We're exactly. Using, it's just stuck. We're using a different product that year. It was yeah. a little greasier, and the stuff stuck to it really bad. Everybody's tires were brown. Like, oh my god, it's so bad. But honestly, I appreciate these these podcasts with you. You're one of my favorite guys to be around and hang out with. I don't want to say that too often because I don't want your head to get big enough. We can't get you out of here. But honestly, I truly enjoy spending time with you. I oh yeah, at, I look at you like one of my brothers. I appreciate it. We uh, we have fun. I'm stupid enough to really enjoy this stuff. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't bitch about it. Anyone's ever around me, I bitch oh, about I it all the time. About their job. Dude, you can ask any of my customers. You ask them, like, Zach, I thought you weren't doing any shows next year. Yep, I've said it every year. <laughs> I say it every year, too. Every winter. I also like, say I'm not going to be polishing next year, so don't plan on calling me. And they're all like, okay. I think they took it serious once, and that was like two years ago. And then now they're just like, he says it every year. It <laughs> would just he'd call him next year. He'll be polishing. I say it every Christmas. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should just hang it up. I'm done. Get a regular job. Yep. Go work for somebody. Something. I'd miss it. That would too. I, not even a apologize. I'd miss the show world. And I complain so much about it. Just because it's like, it's so stressful. You know what I mean? And there's no... You know, we're almost contradicting ourselves because remember when we were like, you got to be profitable? Yeah. It's not profitable. <laughs> it's not sometimes. No, it's really not. And, uh, but it's, I tell you what, it's like a drug. Once you get into it, yeah. you can't get away from it's it. It's the marketing. It is. It's crazy. The yeah. lifestyle is so fast. And it's the people, fun. You get, but yeah, people are great. You get a good guy like Don and you don't want to let him down. You're like, yeah, I'll go to that show. I'll, pop, I'll get you polished up at that show. Or Mitchell, like, will you come to Texas for me? Yeah, you know what? I will. Because yeah. I don't want to let them down. And it's like, I'm not going to make any money going down there to do a couple trucks. Maybe one anyways. Well, just like, you know, just like uh, um, try say to any of those guys, you know what I mean? Like, if they, they know if they call that we're there, you know what I mean? And yeah. and it's not like anyone would do it. I just enjoy, you'd have, you have to enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, some big news that we might have around here pretty soon. I'm hoping to drop a, a nuclear bomb here in the shop pretty soon. Kind of talked with you about it a little bit this week, but uh, I'm hoping to call in a few favors and get some people to come hang out this summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At first, I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> I just clicked in my head. That's what he's got down so I'm 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 excited. We'll we'll see. Yeah, that's a big. That's a huge deal, actually. We'll see who come, some of our kind of really sucks because uh, yeah, I'm not gonna give too much information. We'll see away, who some of our really really close awesome. ones are. But yeah, I got a feeling. I got a feeling it'll be a good time. So we'll see what happens. But I appreciate you doing it. Yep. Let's let everybody go and save more for another time. But um, yeah, yeah, dude, you could we could do this all day. I'd, literally, I have nonstop bullshit coming out of my mouth. We both we both yeah. have been through some stuff enough to be able to I just like touching on a lot of things, you know, and, and you and I talked before, you know, kind of what we talk about and and what we did talk about, you know, the charging and stuff. Yeah. And it's so bad that we almost got to tiptoe around it because we don't yeah. we're not talking about anyone specific. I just I I wish a lot people, of people get offended by it. Yes, and I wish and a lot of people and even after should. this that even watch it, even if it makes sense, or even if it's it's you can't convince them because, and maybe we're doing it wrong. I just don't see it because 
I've been on both sides. Yeah, because I've been on both sides and I know what side's better. Yeah. And I know what side works. The, the next problem too is, and I know we got to get off here and I wanted to add this to it. One thing I'll it's say. Like talking to you on the phone. No, no, it's horrible. <laughs> Five more minutes. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But anyways, but the problem is too, and I'm, and I'm not calling anyone lazy, but I will say this. The way we do it is way more work. Not way more work. It, it might more, see it, it, it is, is. It, 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 yeah it is because you have to get more done because you got to get more time. done yeah so you're accomplishing I, more yes sure. now some people don't want to do that yeah. you know what i mean because yep. people don't want to work saturday sundays and in the holidays and all that stuff yeah. and, and whatever it may be and uh but if you're willing to do that i promise you if you're if you're one of those people that charges a lot more and, and it's so hard to say you should give it a try because it's 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 really hard. You can't just you can't flop back and no, forth. You can't turn it off. And, and unless you could find you know ten more new customers that have no idea really who you are or what your pricing is, yeah. and that, and and you could do it. It'd just be tough. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I wish you could, if anything, come come hang out with us and really see it firsthand. Yeah, see it firsthand and then judge us on it. And then you'd be like, holy cow, like. Now I understand how you're buying $70,000 pickups. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, I shouldn't really talk shit about it. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're not. And, no, no, but I mean, they are, you know, because they'll be like, nah, I can't, I don't make that kind of money. I don't know how you're not. Yeah, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? I turn work away every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't get it done. I just can't. Because with your prices, technically, you should be ma making more money than me, but, but I know what it is you're not doing the numbers i am Take the now if you done. did my numbers and you did your pricing, pricing holy cow bud we're talking giant money you know what i mean we're talking now i've actually touched the millions of dollars oh yeah that's what i have not accomplished yet i have not been in the millions in one year my polishing shop has never on its best year never done more than 750 yeah. a year that's the best. It's tough year. to do half a million, but that, it, is. That, it is. It hurts. I had I had four guys that year, and we did seven fifty. That was the biggest number I've ever gotten to. And even then, I didn't have any extra money in the bank. Like I had enough to cover my salary, but it was crazy. And, and you know what sucks too is 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 trying to push even with two to three guys to get half a million. And even then, it, customers were still pissed off. We couldn't get to them. It, it, it. I know. But the thing is, is it almost? It, it's almost. To the point where you hear the guys that have 200 trucks wish they could go back to 40 trucks. Oh, you, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, it's, to the, it's almost to that point where it's like, yeah, we made it. Yeah. But at the same time, we need to scale it back. We need to scale it back because Fine. it just doesn't make any sense. So you that's know what I mean? one thing I wanted to touch on at the end is now that it's become profitable. Now I need it to be livable. Yeah. Yep. Like I can't keep going we can't sustain this forever at this no no at this no, level no. at this rate no. for that for that yeah. long like you have to find a way that it's livable that you can yeah. manage your body because your shoulders are throwing out yeah. your back's going yeah. out your knees are going out your, your eyesight's wrist. leaving yeah yeah, yeah. everything's just going yeah, everything's going back but all right we'll save some more for the next one and uh okay i'm gonna cut you off this time yeah it's not happening you say classy say it, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you after Matt's. Yeah. Come find us at Matt's. Yeah. Be a good time. <laughs> Don't find me at Matt's. Depending on what day. Like, if it's towards the end, maybe. But not in the beginning. Because I'm going to be... I'm Don't, not going to talk to you. I'm Don't come be, on Rags Down Day, which is Thursday. Come on, like, Friday or yeah, Saturday. Be super pissed. When you get some, when yeah. you get some sleep Thursday yeah. night or Friday night. Yeah. 
Otherwise, or after trophies. After trophies is usually the best time. I won't be hiding from everyone. Unless everybody party. loses, then we're hiding somewhere because we don't want to get beat. I don't know. Before trophies, was that two years ago or last year? I crawled into some conference room where there's... <laughs> I don't even know year. where it was and I fell asleep that in there. That was last year. Chris left me in there <laughs> and I woke up and there's just random people in there and I'm like... What the hell? Oh, no. Everybody's over at trophies and I'm sleeping in someone's conference room. That was neat. That was last year. All right. Yep. Let's go home. Anyway, it's right. neat. See you guys. See you guys.